Welcome back for another episode of Weekly Comics Monthly. We are back again uh, four weeks later. Uh, I am Jim Purcell. And I'm Zach Hawkins. And uh, as usual, we are coming to you uh, talking about our favorite weekly comics, 2000 AD and Weekly Shonen Jump. Serial anthologies from, well, from my point of view, for the far-off lands of uh, wonder and magic. Look, England? Yeah, really? a little more close to home for Zach. <laughs> We're not talking about the same country, are we? Uh, no, uh, and of course, Japan. Japan. Land of the Rising Sun, and apparently Naruto. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so we're going to get off on this episode. Um, any You been up with anything uh, recently, Zach? Just um, general? Nope. Um, That's right. You're going to school and got a job. Your life oh, is just yeah, a grind. Life. Life. Oh, God. The, yeah, courses, and uh, I'm sorry if I sound a, a little bit grumpy in this episode, is because I've had one of the worst days in living memory, <laughs> but I'll try and smile. I've got alcohol, so I should try and smile through it. <laughs> please, alcohol hold, me cl- hold me close, Lancaster Bomber beer, please. Well, I've had a little bit more free time during uh, my last month. Um, I've used this time to like catch up on a little side hobby that I do. Well, it's not really a yeah. hobby. Um, it's more of a, what I do is I take 2000 AD, I buy 2000 AD digitally. So I get all the, 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 the issues in like CBR files, which of mm. course have all the pages in, in PDF, in a JPEG format. So what I'm doing is I'm chopping them up into custom trade paperbacks. Like you used to do as a kid when you cut up your, your progs and stapled them together, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I had a massive clear out of my um, family home room the other day, and I found literally like 100 progs worth, and I was thinking, do I put them up for sale, or do I want to cannibalize them? Mm. So, what I, so what I did was, I've uh, basically I've made a bunch of uh, um, Judge Dredd yearbooks of all just Judge Dredd stories from 2003 and 2014, so I've been rereading those. Okay, so yeah, you got like all the um, the the Rene years uh, material and stuff like that. Oh uh, no, I haven't gone that far back. It, it's actually um, no two. Uh, did I say what did I say? Two thousand three. I meant two thousand thirteen yeah. and two thousand fourteen. Oh, but yeah, now. bit a bit of a bit of a different era now that I think of it. That you I was thinking about that. It was yeah, yeah. No, the last two years, um, it's it's really interesting. I reread all of two thousand four in like one shot. That was a pretty good year in terms yeah, of stories. Um. What was a good one? A um, good couple of standouts. A Mega City Confidential. That one. That one read really well as like a like a like a single story. Yes. And uh, Block Judge. That. Not that the, was not the greatest, but it is pretty good. That was the one with um, the, uh, the the Rogue Judge. What was his name? No, no, uh, no. Block Judge is the one where Dread and Beanie roll into a to a, yes, to a city yeah, block yeah. and they clean it up. The Carlos one. The one with Esquire. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. So it looks great. Yeah. Oh. That, yeah. I was getting confused with another one that was from like 2012. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, just in general. And of course, uh, I believe Titan ran that year, but I actually what I did with Titan is I ripped it out of the year and put it into its own book yeah. with its sequel from this year. Yes. So I made yeah. a little custom trade of that. And I, I've been I've been pulling other stuff apart. Like I've been pulling out uh, Strodium Dog and I've been... 
uh, I wanted to get all the um, uh, oh, the, what actually spurred this on was with the new new series of Outlier. I wanted to reread Outlier, so I made an Outlier trade so I could re- reread it. Did you reread it yet, or have I, you just? I did. Just, it holds up I, okay. Yeah, I I I did actually reread it again before this the the, the new series that started this month. Yeah, and it 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 reads a lot better in one than it does over a weekly period. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, just it's been, a decent story. Yeah, it's just been kind of a, 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 it's a little bit of a tedious process going through all these files because you got to rename them all. Um, and the other thing was in 2013, I was, I was buying it through the app on the iPad, so I only have the PDF files. So in order to bust those up, I have to actually import them directly into like Photoshop and then individually save every image. Yeah. it's just a very tedious process. And then as soon as I was done, I realized, oh wait a minute. You know how Rebellion has like launched this new website to tie together their Future Shop and their and their app. Yes, well, they've done that, and I just realized I can just go and re-download all those books in CBR format now. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing that just for funsies, just 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 to, just to have these books. So if I ever want to just read them, I can just grab them and download them, and I have them on my iPad, and I don't got to go through like yeah. download every prog. Every prog, yeah. It's just convenient, and and actually, I've been doing this sort of thing for a while because I've been reading the magazine in 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 digital for like uh, three or four years now. And every time I get an issue, the very first thing I do is I but I split it in half: magazine, floppy. Yeah. So <laughs> I always do that so that I can read them individually separately because that's the way mm. you know, just just to have them organized. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that, that's just what I've been doing, and it was a uh, you know it's it's fun to do, but it is it, it is time consuming. Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd love to consider doing something like that if I had the the, the time. Yeah. But um, a few years down the line, maybe, but not right now. Yeah. So um, hats off to you for that. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our first review. We're going to talk about Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, off the bat, we left off a few series last time that we didn't really give a, a lot of time to because we were running lo- low on time. So I think we'll kick off uh, this time. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Torico. Uh, you know, oh Torico, oh Torico, <laughs> all your all your gross food and burly men. <laughs> I don't know. Um, latest arc, latest stuff seems to. I, I can't tell if the series is trying to wind down or it, it, it's building up to to what. I, I thought that's what it was. As soon as they announced look, all the um, main characters, all four, of the main, all five of the main characters, and a shit ton of the supporting cast were all just kind of splitting off into different groups. Right. I thought, right, he's trying to get through all the plot threads and get them tied up quickly so we can end the series. But then he's thrown in a load of exposition points recently, like um, how besides the, the eight kings in this land they're currently at in this kingdom right there's also 10 more so we're obviously <laughs> going to have to go through all of them so I, I i can't decide where shima bakura wants to take the series it just kind of wants to end but doesn't want right. to end so what, what I, you're I really saying is it... in this arc they're searching for these eight ingredients or i guess they're called the eight kings which are all like part of the um oh shit the the full course meal of some important guy i haven't really figured out exactly what so, they, so they've gone yeah. through the process of getting the first two, and instead of you know continuing through all eight of them in a row, 
they've broken up the group into four different groups to go get the rest congruent. Uh, yeah, congruently. Yeah. So that that should you know cut it down on all the um, unnecessary bits. Like uh, in the previous arc, we had the the whole monkey um, <laughs> martial arts hierarchy to go through before we met the monkey king and his who... hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. What was the last arc in Toriko about again? If I well, things are starting to come back to a head with a uh, Star June. If I remember, see, I started reading at the end of the last arc. There was like this big tournament that got got crashed by oh, who were they? The um, the sh- uh, oh, I, I don't know, the bad guys. Yeah, and, and yeah. Toriko and Star June had like a like a big throwdown fight, which was actually pretty cool and made me a fan of the series. But after that arc ended it like took a little gap and then it like reset itself. Yeah. Cause it took a time skip. I'm trying. Yeah. It was a time skip involved. If I remember right. Um, Komatatsu, the, uh, the little, little guy, the, yes, the cook, God. he got kidnapped. But by the time the next arc started, he was already released, which actually really disappointed me because I said, what was yeah. the point of kidnapping? He thought Toriko was going to go and rescue, rescue him. him. Right. It, it turns out he did try, but we didn't find out until much, much later. And even then nothing happened. Right kind of disappointing that yeah but overall you know it, it's a it's a it's a dumb action-packed romp with like the thinnest of premises but it still manages to, to keep itself you know consistent i do i i really enjoy it. What, what always amazes me is the artwork because at times i can just look at the art and go that's really bad that's really poorly done and then all of a sudden something will happen and i'll go jesus that's really well drawn it's like it's deliberately inconsistently bad, if you know what I mean. I, I get, I kind of get what you mean. It kind of like swings from like hyper realistic to like a more cartoony style. Yeah. It like when things get serious, it gets hyper realistic. But like when things are like comedy, it's like goofy looking. Yeah. I do think that's intentional. Yeah. I'm not sure if it. I don't. I'm not sure if it always works. No, no. I do. I like the series. Um, I haven't like started reading from the beginning yet because, unlike um, One Piece or Bleach, which I was already like reading when I started to get the digital jump. Right. Um, I wasn't reading Toriko, so I kind of came into Toriko midway through, and I've not started from the beginning yet. And I don't know whether I want to wait until it's finished to start from the beginning, or if I want to go back now. Mm-hmm. I but, did read the first five or six volumes when I first started reading it. Uh, mm. when I, I was reading it in, ju- in, in Jump and I went back and I read like the first five or six because I thought it was interesting. Yeah. First couple of volumes are actually pretty good in general. Mm. They set up the premise really well, but I stopped reading it so I don't know if it, it keeps that up. Yeah. Um, there's not an awful lot I can add to it. It's just, it, at times it just feel like there's a lot of plot threads going oh, on. Oh, there's a lot going. It, it's, one of the, it's one of those mangas that has gotten to the point where it's got a billion characters. Yeah. Which is some which is often a problem. Yeah. Um, but at least in this one they seem to be using them because they split up the groups into like you know, different teams. Yeah. So all these side characters have come in to fill the gaps. Yeah. Or as I like to call them the glorified red shirts. Yeah. Except I always did like brunch. Brunch is a really 
cool character. He's a cool character. I, I wish he'd actually get more screen time. Yeah. But uh, the other ones, uh, the the Blue Nitro, they keep like popping up and they're always being made out to be these, you know, the the V big antagonists of the series. Right. The 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 beat guys. The the. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the, the the we don't see them enough for them to be any kind of like menace to them. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Although during the last arc, that that female one who betrayed everybody, she was a. I thought her role was pretty interesting, where she came out as like a as a as like a guide, and then of course she betrays them all. Yeah. I thought I thought she did a that was a pretty good character for like showing that this is still an antagonistic group. Oh yeah, and they'll probably turn up later on. Just like in the most recent chapter, they had the the guys with the monkey masks. Yeah. So I don't know what the business is with them, but. Um, and all there's, there's, there's the, the, the golem, the, the, the coral golem. Right. And there's going to be all that kind of going on. So it, it certainly has a lot going on at the moment. I do, I do enjoy the series. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it, 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 Tarko has had a lot of weight put on its shoulders because I think in a lot of ways it was meant to replace Dragon Ball. Yeah. yeah but it never really lived up to that hype. No. And it always struggles because it doesn't have an anime right now, I don't think. No, it ended a couple of years ago. Last year, yeah, 2015, yeah, around about then. Of course, Bleach has ended too, so <laughs> yeah. So who knows um, what that actually means anymore? No, nobody. And it's that it's and we were saying last time about how the animes are an indicator of how well the series is doing. It's it's not always the case, right? Because sometimes. Series that are kind of like fairly middle tier, like World Trigger, they get animes, and it's, you know, it, it is what it is at times. So you also wanted to talk about Black Clover a little bit. Yeah, wh- whatever there is to talk about the series, really. Yeah, it's, um, 20 chapters it's, in. So it's, it's one of the newer ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was saying it's one of the newer additions to the lineup. Yep, it's only about 20 chapters in. So it's a lot more accessible than a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. But it also feels like it's going through a lot of the same steps that a lot of these series do. Oh, yeah. Like right now, um, right now we're kind of in a, in a Crucible of Fire arc where you got your main hero going into a dangerous situation and proving himself yes. to like some arrogant bad guy. Gotta say, I kind of like Asta as a character, uh, main character. I especially like yeah. his gimmick, where everyone else is magical, but his whole deal is he's anti-magic. So, like, yeah. for the moment... Or, or he can steal magic now. Apparently, apparently that's a thing, which is kind of a cool evolution, because my, my thought about him was, right now, everyone underestimates him so that he just busts through whatever they do because they don't expect it. So yeah. once his enemies start figuring out that he's, you know, that's his gimmick... How is he going to like adapt? But now that he's borrowing and stealing other people's magic and like redirecting it, that, that does sort of give him a little bit more options. There's also, I, I kind of thought this from the beginning, the, the fact that his, his power is anti-magic, whereas everyone else has magic. So obviously he can just cut through it using the, uh, the claymore he has. Right. It's kind of broken. It is. It, 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 it I was amazed that the the current villain lasted as long as he did because it was just it's such a broken ability it can be used against absolutely anything but this new power feels like it's replacing it right 
like it's a it's, it's a better way. It, it it levels out a little bit. It does. Um, it is a little bit broken, but in this, I think this was a case where the the villain was starting to figure out what the deal of his powers were. So he was building like armor around himself. The yeah. armor itself is a physical thing, so he can't just bust through it. Yeah. So that's sort of the trick. I think that's the other thing. I've actually quite liked the the Mars, the villain. For yeah, this he's got a tragic Over... backstory. <laughs> he had to murder a bunch of children. And his best friend, <laughs> who was going to murder him. <laughs> that was pretty grim, actually. Yeah, as far as it's as far as it can get, it was pretty grim. But um, it, it was like you were saying, Black Clover is not exceptional, but I do think it's fun. It's not something I look forward to, but I do like it anyway. Yeah, it's good to have. It's just it's just one of those nice, for the moment, safe series that, you know, it, it looks good in general, and yeah. the action's pretty good, and the characters aren't too cringeworthy. No. But you said last episode that you've pretty much uh, planned out all of its arc. Yeah. Because it, it is following, like, the, form- the, the shonen formula almost to a T. Yeah, well, one of the things I was predicting has already feckin' happened, and that is um, the, the the bloody fairy. Yeah? Yeah. The familiar <laughs> that's, character? That, that, that's gonna... No, well, no, it's 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 like, the, it's like the fairy in Berserk. It's the incredibly annoying Jar Jar Binks character. Ah. So I know it's going to annoy me. It hasn't yet, but I know it is. Well, it did save the day in a deus ex machina way, so that sort of annoyed me. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I would have preferred if we got one of its rival series like um, Kagami Gami. Right. Yes. Is is on the verge of being cancelled. Because we can't have really, nice things. Can't have nice things. The other one I really liked was Cyborg Roggy, but that was cancelled ages ago. Uh, was it? It was. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I. I didn't really cotton to Cyborg Roggy. I really like Battle Satellite myself. No, I didn't cotton onto that one. So, no, horses for courses. But um, at least we can agree on Kagamigami. Yeah, yeah, that one was good. That was really fun. But, um, no, of course, can't have nice things. So, what else is going on in Jump? Um, now, oh, I was surprised how quick Naruto ended. Only ten chapters, ten chapters as well. are done. Bloody hell. I'm almost sad to see it go. I've enjoyed it. Well, I liked it because of, you know, just how much sense it makes. Yeah. It's not over-convoluted or anything like that. I wasn't sure about, the, the like, a few things. Cotton on, we'll talk about that later. But um, overall, it's pretty consistent. It's just a straight-up investigation mystery story. I was actually more surprised Ninjas. that Naruto himself had a large role in this when I thought they were trying to push Baruto because of his movie. That yeah, that was the other thing. Um, Boruto was obviously advertised on the cover and stuff like that, so I thought, oh, he's going to be the main character. <laughs> it was in like two chapters, and 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 I did like the fact that it did mostly follow. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Sasuke's daughter, uh, Sarada. Sarada. Um, I still can't tell if she was actually, um, um, shit, Sakura's daughter or not. If that was clearly established. It, it, yeah, I think it was meant to be left dangling for the movies. Yeah. But, um, it, no, that, that didn't bother me too much. Um, 
What did bother me was how quickly the bad guy was dispatched. Yeah, I did like that. He, the, I did like. I did kind of like the fact that the people he was exploiting turned on him. I thought, and they did yeah. it quickly and suddenly, and it felt like a real surprise. It, yeah. it felt like a, a, a climatic. It didn't feel like a climatic, you know, fight, but it did no. feel like a climatic moment. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, the the artwork has been a lot better this time around as well. Actually, yep. there was less rubble, better choreographed. I could tell where people were at times. Yeah, and so uh, I just liked the characters that were actually being. I, I mean, I think Sasuke's still a dick. Yeah, he is a dick. He's, he's a deadbeat dad to a T. I can't fucking stand a little prick, but um, he's bearable in this whereas in the, the majority of Naruto the, the main series yeah i.e. the last 700 chapters I just couldn't stand him whatsoever even in the first couple of volumes which I actually really like but um no you know you can't polish a turd sure but um the only other thing that was particular there, 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 there. no it's plenty of things of highlight but um what did you think of folier dues that one shot that we had a couple of issues ago polia oh oh yes the one that was done by i think were they american they weren't japanese i knew no 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 they, they, they worked from what i've read on um stars monthly which i know was on uh, on as one there was an article in House of Thousand Manga on ANN about it, but I've never read anything from the actual, you know, magazine. Right. But they they work for that, and they've done this as like freelance work for um, Shueisha and Viz Media. So didn't the, the, this this ran in like uh, Jump uh, Shonen Jump Plus or something in Japan? I think. Yeah, it was on the on the um, Jump Plus website. Um, yes, here it is. Okay, I was trying to dig it up. So, here's the thing. I thought it was generally okay, mm-hmm. but my main problem was the same problem I had with that. Um, do you remember that va- that 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 Jumpstart series about the vampire and the in the in the in the monster school? Oh, Rosario. Was it? Yeah, I thought that this had a lot a lot in common with that. It, you think? It follows a, it, especially with its. Um, the, the, the lead girl character, how in her normal self, she is de, demure and cute and lovable, but deep inside, she has a dominatrix monster waiting to come out. Okay, fair enough. I didn't like um, that very much. I Honestly, in comparison to Rosario, which I just think is deeply insidious and unpleasant, yeah. like Nisekoi level, but um, we'll, we'll get to that turd in a bit. Um... It didn't bother me all that much, yeah. Because because it's uh, the the uh, the girl's actual conscious in this felt like a person. It felt like a character, and it felt like when she got allowed herself to get possessed by the the demon, whatever the hell it was, it didn't get a name. Um, it felt like that was the personality of the the specter of the the, the thing. It it it, it, feel, it doesn't feel like it was the same character. It was like two different personas, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. So in that case, it, it doesn't bother me as much, um, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's it, it's the lesser of the two evils, in my opinion, by a stretch. Yeah. 
I thought uh, I did. I did like it, and uh, going over it again, it it, it it had a level of like action and violence that I enjoy. Yeah. Even if it was a little cliche in places. Yes, true. I I'd like to see more from the creators. I'd like to see them do another one shot. Yeah. But, um, it, it was good. I enjoyed it, especially in comparison to some of the one shots we've had before now. But um, it was nicely self-contained, and I think it had a nice style to it. There's just not an awful lot I can say about it other than, you know, it was nice because it's a one shot. So You're right. It was it was fun. I, I take your um, obviously comments about the, the the ambiguous nature of one of the characters, but I, I felt overall none of the characters were particularly offensively bad, yeah. like or cringeworthy. Um, I had something else to say about it, but I'm blanking all of a sudden. Um, oh yeah, I really one thing that was kind of weird about it, and and this isn't really a this is a compliment, not really a the dialogue text. It's it's weird to see that fit the boxes, you know, compared to actual manga because they're trying to cram English into boxes that aren't made for it. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah, looking at it, I'm jumping between it and One Piece. Right. It's just yeah. It, it, it obviously it was written in English first. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see in Japanese then whether it's um if it fits. It just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't spot that. Yeah, it's just, That's it's, really just one, cool. it's just one of those things that you know you read enough you know um, foreign comics and English comics you you can tell when yeah. you're trying to cram in something that doesn't quite fit. Yeah, and, and this was a problem. This was a problem with a lot of the old European tra- uh, English translation of European comics as well. Is that it just didn't fit the text bubbles, so they had to expand them. Right, and of course that that just messed up the whole panel framework. So. It, uh, it's nice to see that this actually works. And there actually, there's something else. Um, the actual the actual placement of the word bubbles seems a lot more um, English American because in in some manga, when they're when they when they do the put in the word bubbles themselves, they like put it over like important art information. They just yep. like slap it over top of someone's face just to put it there. And, and 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 the placement of the bubbles here just seems more deliberate than than your typical manga. Yeah, it, it, it just seems more like how an American style would do it. How how you would plan the page out to make sure you have room for all of your your ta- your your voice bubbles. Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I see that now. So yeah, I just thought that was an interesting observation. So, um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting little one and done. Anyway, yeah, but um, there's not an awful lot else. That there isn't really about. a lot that can be said. It's a, it's a, it's a Victorian Gothic horror action comic. It was worth reading. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, uh, My Hero Academia has been pretty. Oh, good what, my, oh okay. Let's talk about one of the hero comics. Um, yeah. Hero Academia. Um, Gran Torino. Uh, Yoda or not Yoda? I don't know, I've I've kind of been reading him more like uh, midget Batman. He's kind of got. <laughs> yeah, I've got this image of Peter Dinklage dressed up as Batman now. Jesus Christ! Um, That's about right, actually. But I, yeah. I, just this has been an interesting little like training arc. Yes. 
where, um, of course, our hero. Uh, I'm very bad with names. Yeah, this is a, I have this weird thing. About, Midoriya. I have this really weird thing when I'm reading manga. I don't actually read the names that I can't pronounce. I just know who the characters are when I see them. Yeah. So uh, I, know, I know what that's like. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, uh, you're on about Midoriya. Yeah, Midoriya. He's uh he, he he's you know we're just after the tournament arc, so now we're into he wants to get stronger, so now he's trying new things with his abilities, and he's got this mentor now, like like Master Roshi, the Turtle Hermit. Oh yeah, because he's eccentric it, and weird and old. Yeah, this is the thing. Gran Torino is every old man in a shonen manga ever dialed up to about eleven. Yes. I do like how he—he's a fun character. I do think he's—he's he's not annoying or anything like that. He hasn't—he has actually added something to the series in that he has not only his relationship now with Midoriya, but also his history with All Might. So right, yeah, because he was All Might's teacher. Yeah, beat the shit out of him as well by the looks of it. But um, you know, I just had a funny thought because um, I was reading a bunch of Judge Dredd. When he was first introduced and he was acting like a little bit aloof and senile, he's yeah. like Mrs. Grunderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like a superhero version of Mrs. Grunderson. When he was, he just so happened to be walking around with a plate full of raw <laughs> sausages attached to each other in like a link and they're covered in ketchup or something. It just so happens to fall on the floor with them. And the fact that he can't remember anyone's name. Yeah, he is Mrs. Gunderson, actually. <laughs> Does that make Midoriya Walter the Robot? A little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> Going to be toasting shoes in the next issue. But, um, no, I've liked it overall. But the other story arc has obviously been um, uh, the Hero Hunter. Yeah. And him now seemingly teaming up with the, the villains from... I don't. Have you read? You haven't read. I that, haven't. You, I still haven't read the early stuff. So these guys are not new. They've been around. They've been around. Um, hand face guy. What's his hand deal? face guy? Yes, and um, teleporter dude. Oh, he's a teleporter. Okay, I was wondering why he was asking about how he, if he could get rid of them. Yeah, he can like fire a ball at them, and they. Um, you know, at the end of the most recent chapter, there was that black circle atop a tower. Ah. That's him. That makes, That's what he could do. All right. That makes more sense now. What did you think he could do before? I don't know. I just thought he was a shadowy guy. I didn't even know if I knew he had powers. I thought he was just a bartender. Yeah. Well, yeah. He is, but... uh, There's also this guy that's always on the TV, but we never actually see his face. So he's like some kind of big brother guy. I don't know what's going on with him. Oh, you mean the, you... the guy that the, the hero killer here already injured? Yes. Yeah, the brother of, um, what's his name? Otenya. Otenya, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Of course, he's going on, like, all kind of Charles Bronson, Death Wish, kind of vengeance-type streak now, isn't he? He's probably going to get killed. He'll learn his lesson that vengeance never never works. Not when you're fighting a guy who's carrying that many knives. That's no. many knives. <laughs> so, seriously, what, what's the powers of the guy with the hand on his face? <laughs> Uh, apparently he can disintegrate things. I in the previous arc, there was this like weird Hulk-type villain who had no conscience whatsoever. So the the hand guy, I don't even remember his name. 
Um, they're interesting characters, I swear. I just can't remember their names. Um, was like controlling him with like uh, psychic powers. Okay. But apparently, he has more than one power, so I, d- I don't know what his deal is. I guess we'll find out because uh... we'll probably find out. It's been a bit of a slow month for Hero Academia, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a training. It's a, it's a training arc. There's gonna. It's probably gonna take a little while before. Uh, he figures out the um, all-in-one power to a con- consistent degree. Yeah, I, I, di- I did like um, the, the, the most recent fights, like how he used the sofa as a distraction, like punched it up in the air and stuff like that. It's it's very. It's, I find the series is more. It has probably one of the better choreographed fight sequences out of all the um, series in the jump. Right. Uh, I find it very fluid and very easy to follow. What I tend, what I tend to do with fight scenes like that, though, is I'll look at it and then I'll go back and read the actual speech bubbles. Yeah. Because I, I don't like actual talking during fights. I see. So, no, I just take it as a visual thing first, and then I read it on later. You're, you're gonna love Savage Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of talking noticed, during fights. Yeah. On this, well, what? Talk about Savage Dragon later, perhaps. Well, yeah, maybe. But, um, I don't know, it's not bothered me so much in Hero Academia. Uh, any, anything else to say about Yeah, it's good. Anything? It's still good. It's, it's got definitely got, uh, you know, it's still moving forward. Got some yeah. stuff that needs to resolve in, but I think next month is going to be uh, just as good. Yeah. It is nice to know that it is, it's not at any risk of being canned at this point. Yeah, apparently it's a big hit. It's, it's sticking around for a while. So, yeah. Right. Um, One Piece. One Piece. Or did yes. you want to talk about the other superhero comic? Uh, no, we'll talk about One Piece. Because it's been a pretty good month for One Piece, I think. Yeah, the arc is ending. Fine. Yay! <laughs> it only took 100 issues. Thank God. But, um, no, I've enjoyed Dressrosa. Yeah. It was... It, Sorry, go on. No, I was saying, yeah, it was a re- it was a particularly good arc overall. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it was a good arc for me to come in on the series on. Yeah, it 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 it's not felt too bogged down in uh, continuity. It has felt like it's relatively self-contained. It's like even though there's a metric shit ton of characters in it, yep. Like even my shonen standards, there's a, sh- a lot a lot of characters. Um, most of them are new. So, right. besides obviously the Straw Hats, Doflamingo, and Sabo, everyone's new. Everyone's a new character. So, oh, and Jesus. Um, everyone's a new character. So, it's felt like a self contained story, more or less. So, yeah, King Riku and uh, uh, Violet and Rebecca, and they're all new. Yeah. Redstone Janalog. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. it um, it's nice to see that Doflamingo is probably out of the series now. Really? You think he's done done? He's probably done Cause, done. Cause, he's, not, he's not coming back from this. Because this most latest issue doesn't have any Luffy or Don Flamingo in it. No, it's just everyone else reacting to it. Right. And... Uh, yeah, I'm no, curious what's going to go from here. Like, you, you said there's a whole bunch more of these uh, Dons for him to go through, so... Yeah, it, it, it's because um, 
obviously Doflamingo had all his benefactors and they're going to be the villains from now on. Yeah. But um, there just really isn't any... His his arc, ever the arc that he was kind of like hinted at all the way through the series, which is Dressrosa. Right. It's kind of been wrapped up now. I don't see him being of any use to the plot in future. So hmm. if he's not if he's not dead already, right. he's probably gonna die. Hmm. I could also have picked because his, he killed his, his his brother in the flashback arc. Right. There could be some kind of symbolism going on there. You don't know. You don't think he's gonna pull a Vegeta, become the great hero sidekick? Well, we've already had that. Oh, uh, that was that, Robin. That's Law, right? Oh, Robin, of course. Yes, she was a villain. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, it's um, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, what was I about to say? I was about to say um, one thing that did kind of annoy me that was that it's just Luffy is the only guy who could beat Don Flamingo. And apparently yeah. it's because D's are god killers. Yeah. It just seems like one of those like Super Saiyan things. And it's just it, it sort of bugged me that your hero is the only one who can ultimately save the day yeah. for reasons. But, you know, yeah. what you going to do? What are you going to do? It is also slightly unfortunate now. Every time I read The Power of D, I just read it as The Power of Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oda. I'm not even sorry. Doesn't doesn't translate. Sorry. No, no. Doflamingo was defeated by the power of Dick. <laughs> I'm so childish. Yeah. But um, nah. It's it's been a good month for One Piece. I think. You you do you think Doflamingo has like any potential as a character in future? I don't know. I don't know enough about the guy. I just think as the big bad villain. Redemption arcs just seem typical. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll surprise me. Could be. Oda, I mean, because Oda Oda doesn't strike me as a kind of writer who kills off his characters. He just seems to accumulate more. Yeah, he does that. Uh, I think out of like all the main characters over the history of the series, he's only actually killed two, three off. But, um, yeah, you know, you can't tell him what to do with his own series. And no. if he decides to keep Doflamingo, he's, he's not going to detract anything from the series. Right. He's just going to keep being a warlord and um, probably going to leg it. They've captured all his, like, officers. Oh, so he's yeah. going to be on his own from now. But, um, yeah, it's it's been a fun fun month, I think. Um, but it is nice that in the next couple of chapters it'll just be wrapped up and they'll head off to the next island. Well, be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Because half the crew is actually at the next island already. Are they? But yeah, it, that was like in one of the early chapters. They just kind of buggered off because they were being pursued by the Navy, I think. I seem to remember it was the Navy. Wait. Which part of the crew? Oh, 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 you mean everybody else that isn't... Everyone um, else that isn't on... I'm trying yeah. to remember who's on um, Dressrosa right now. Uh, Robin, Law, Frankie. Luffy, Frankie. Zoro. 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 Who I pronounce Zolo because Zolo. I've only ever read the comic. That, that, the thing is, that's an in-joke because um, back when the One Piece anime was adapted by four kids... Right. Um, with an atro- a legendary atrocious dub, right. it's really bad. Just just Google the One Piece rap. It's <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I know the One Piece rap. Oh, I think it was the main reason I didn't watch One Piece. Oh, it's the it's brain cancer inducingly bad. But um, no, yeah, I think they named him Zolo as just like a joke, just to piss off the fans because manga fans are. Yeah, I just thought it was that LR thing. They're, 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 I, they're pronounced the same way in Japan, so both ways are correct. I'd, I'd have to go... Just one second. I'm going to go and have a look in the volumes I have. Oh, I know it's spelled that way in the volumes. It is. And it's... Ugh. Yeah. Now, now I'm just confused. Yeah, well, I, I believe it's always, it's always been written as Zolo, but it's always been pronounced as Zoro. Yeah. There, I believe there are two theories on that. One, it's the LR thing. And two, they don't want to write it out as Zorro because of, like, legal reasons with Zorro. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, now I think about it, that was... I, I always just kind of subconsciously read it as Zorro, and now I see it's an... I don't, I don't know. I see it as an L now, and I'm not going to be able to unsee it. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't. Don't be. I didn't, I didn't even know it was pronounced Zorro until I was watching a bunch of... Uh, I know every time I see it, I'm right. going to have the One Piece rap in my head. Oh. <laughs> a bit of luck, this alcohol will kill me before the end of the episode. <laughs> Please. Blot it out. <laughs> but no. Yeah, One Piece. Uh, Shall we move on to the other one series? The other one. That also is ironically following a similar storyline as My Hero Academia with, with the hero killer. Yes. It was Garo. Garo. He's, um... Saitam at Cape Baldy hasn't really been in the last couple of issues, has he? Which, I, I, is it unexpected? He's the kind of character that you can't really use all the time. You sort of have to tell the yeah. story around him. Yeah. He turned up in the hospital with the bananas. He did. Yeah. <laughs> with our, to, 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 uh, and he actually almost, well, he almost, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like he didn't actually intend to give him the bananas. He just happened to have them with him. Them. And that's, that's the kind of character I like. I like him because he's so human. He just does these little things and we, it, 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 he's expected to be this super superhero, but he's, Kind of an arrogant dick, really. A little bit. But of course, is. our favorite character, Moomin Rider, is here. Yay! Well, gets beat up again, as he does. Every time. I mean, the second he turned up, and it's like Garo just turned up in front of him, I actually went, no! <laughs> you do not beat up Moomin Rider. He is precious and perfect. You do not hurt him. <laughs> he got, beat, got the shit beaten out of him anyway. Partially by Tank Top Commander. I love Tank Top Commander and his Tank Top uh, Commandos or whatever they're called. The power of the Tank Top. I don't think they're called the Tank Top Commandos, but they should be. They should be called the Tank Top Commandos. <laughs> they're all just a bunch of arseholes. <laughs> they really are. It's, they're increasingly ridiculous, though. It's like the first one was Vegan. Tank Tiger. And then you had Tank Top Black Hole. Okay. And now you've got, like, Tank Top Vegetarian. I just, what the bloody hell are these guys? They're just channeling the power of the tank top. <laughs> uh, no, I really enjoyed it this month. It, it's been like, it's just been one scene. It's like four issues telling one scene. 
but it was a fun fun scene. Um, it's nice to have it consistently. We've had it like three out of four weeks. Yeah, and I think we're going to have it for. I actually looked online um, in comparison to what's available on Scanlations. We're about six chapters behind. Oh, I didn't even realize we were behind. I thought we were day and date. I guess. No, no, no. I think what it was is this is why it was absent for so long, so they could have like a stockpile and they could try and get it. Like, so we're a little bit behind, but then we can go day and date. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with the release schedule of One Punch Man at this point. It just kind of, it's there when it's there. Yeah. Well, that's always what I thought, is that sometimes we get it in spurts and sometimes we don't. Yeah, I thought that was all down to to one and his, uh, the, the time he puts into it. Yeah. Also, the time your art puts into, into adapting it. Right. So, and it's the fact that he just doesn't stop with what he's done. He'll go back and he'll redo chapters. Yeah. He'll completely redraw things. Really annoys me because I know when the collector's editions come out, I only have one version of it. So I look at it and go, "That's not the one I wanted. It's not the version I wanted." Yeah, you'll get the latest one. Yeah. But um, no, I, I do look forward to um, uh, Saitama eventually just doing the one-hit KO on Garu because he's a bastard. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's fun. He's a fun character. I do like him though. He's going well. He's going after um, Hero King, so that'll probably put him right on Saitama's doorstep. Yeah, because of course King can't do Jack. No, shit. he cannot. Of course, he'll probably have to go through um, Gino first. Gino's first. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say something real quick. Something I didn't really talk about last time. Is it me or the covers on Weekly Shonen Jumps getting better? Um, like, like four weeks ago, that, that one punch man cover is like the best cover. Yes. Um, I think the thing is with it, it unlike 2000 AD or indeed any other magazine, right. uh, weekly shown and jump does not have commissioned covers unless it happens to be the cover that was used at shown and jump for that week. Right. So it's like if the shown and jump in Japan uses a series that isn't in the English jump, they'll just use a cover from a collection for a random series that is in the English jump. Right. So it's like, I think that One Punch Man cover from, like, number 29, I think that's one of the volume covers. That makes so, sense. I just liked it because he's how mad he is about at that, that Super Nintendo controller. The only thing that would have made it better is that the controller had actually exploded when it hit the ground. But the, and the fact that King's just not phased, he's just got his 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 normal face. And uh, the next the next issue with uh, Luffy on the cover, I thought that was just a really good rendition of Luffy. Yeah. Like, and his last Naruto cover, I mean, it just looks nice. Yeah. There's uh, there's obviously uh, oh, and also the the Hero Academia one from number twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, That's that really one's fun. a really good cover. That's the one I forgot to talk about last time. There's, there's some really good pinups for Hero to Academia where they do like mock-ups of American comic covers with yeah. I thought those whenever those show up, they're pretty clever. Yeah, they are. It's it's like there was the one with um, Bakugo standing in amongst the rubble, and he was just like it was. It, it even has like the American image icon on the top left-hand corner, which you don't even get in comics anymore. I don't think. No, not, not a lot. No, unless it's. Marvel trying to play the old hard old card game again, but um, no, there's been some good ones. 
Uh, any is there any other series you want to talk about in jump? Nothing particular? in particular. Um, I did want to. What did I want to say? I wanted to say. Um, yeah, nothing really. Uh, Seraph of the End was pretty good. Well, I no, actually, Seraph of the End kind of lost me a little bit. Now, see, I I liked this chapter, so wow. I would just, keep we're just going to keep going around in circles, aren't we? But um, no, I, I I liked this one, but um. I wasn't sure about this month's um, Blue Exorcist. Yeah, the, not much happened. No. It also helps there was like a metric shit to the characters. I just don't know who they are. Right. Because like... Blue Exorcist was like was like Toriko. It was a series that was running, but I hadn't read it up to that point. I just read them as they were just a bunch of like old uh, uh, organization officials that you didn't really need to know. They were just kind of there to explain what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okamaro is just being mopey. Yeah, he's been a Nemo dick yeah. at the moment. Open yeah. up, man. It solves all your problems. Yeah. it's um, It was nice to have a, a wind-down chapter that was slightly less skeevy than the last one. Yeah. But um, it, it was... it was It's a decent series. When it kicks off, the shit does kick off. Yeah. But um, hopefully it kicks off soon, because two months of this... Yeah. Definitely oh, needs to start uh, going somewhere. Yeah, talking about Exorcist, we were going to briefly talk about D. Greyman, weren't we? Oh, yes, you're excited because it's coming back. Yee-hee. It's coming back in Jump Square, right? Uh, no, it's coming back in a new magazine called new Jump Square Crown, I think, if I just bring it up on an A&N. Yeah, it is. This is not a monthly, it's a quarterly ah. title. So... There's obviously going to be the thing there where it's like the, the readership of the jump might not have the memory of something that was published three months ago, right. because which is really stupid. Something else was coming. Oh, right. That's right. Oh, it's something else I want to talk about later. Battle Blockade, oh. Battlefront, or whatever it's called. I'm stupid. Yeah. Hold on. That's in the same magazine, it isn't is, it? It is, and it's done by the Trigun guy. But I want, is it? it? I believe okay. so. Right, okay, that's just shot pretty high up on my series. Well, I, 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 I wanted to talk about it a little bit more because I've been watching the anime version of it, and it's quite good. It's quite good. Do you remember how we liked Stealth Symphony? It's a lot like Stealth Symphony. I need this. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I don't know if you get Hulu over there or get the same stuff we get. Uh, yeah, we have Hulu. But uh, if you got a Hulu subscription, it's on Hulu. Okay. Let me, let me just it. confirm the name because I know I just butchered it. Battlefront Blockade. Battlefront Blockade. It's it's just like a really over the top action show, and it, like I said, it was created by the guy who created Trigun. Love and, Trigun. And so, Trigun. Yeah. It's it's fun. it's just fun. Yeah, and this is why I'm excited for D Grayman because right. D Grayman was a series that was published monthly alongside Blue Exorcist. Um, right. until 2012 and then it just stopped um, it wasn't until later I realised that was because the author and the artist she was in an accident which broke um, part of her rib cage, her upper shoulder and her uh, drawing arm in four places yeah that's going to slow you down it is going to, a bit but um, amazingly she came back and she's doing a series now Um each it chapter in like this um, quarterly series is going to be like seventy pages, so it's a pretty bloody big 
Um, the, the entire book is 70 pages or each chapter is 70 pages? Each chapter. Holy is crap, 70. that's a lot of pages. That is a lot of pages. Um, so obviously you can understand. I know Viz are going to continue publishing it in the collected editions anyway because right. they've started. So they might as well finish. So what's Demon Gray even about? I've never, I've never actually read it or I think there were animes for it. I've never watched it either. There is. Um the reason I remember to talk about it is because it's another Exorcist series. Okay. So, however, the main difference between Blue Exorcist and the Grey Man is, whereas Blue Exorcist just uses religious imagery because it's cool, the Grey Man is a series that's borderline, like Cerebus the Aardvark, controversial in how it deals in how it explores uh, the religious institute. My bed is really bouncy at the moment sorry it's making weird noises it's okay i can't hear it thank god but um it's um it's really it's like the main villains are like the pope of the world it's a very very powerful individual but he's depicted as being like a very seedy nasty individual with like i'm not even going to discuss the things he does on the pages it's pretty grim Hmm. but um it's a pretty dark series. It has a lot of like shonen jump tropes. It's like the main character has a power that um, manifests in his arm, in his hand, it, it, the innocence. But um, yeah, it's a pity it's called innocence because that's there's a lot of jokes about that. Um, it's it's a really fun series, and I'm glad it's coming back. I said. I know I said it's just said really dark and seedy, but it's also really fun. That sounds contradictory. Yeah. But it's um, it- it, it's just a, it was one of the first series I actually got into, so there's a bit of a nostalgia factor going on. But at the same time, looking at other series like Bleach and ah, um, oh, what was the other one? Soul Eater, which I started around about the same time. Right. Um, it it has held up. Hmm. In comparison to Have the you others. watched the anime? Uh, no, I've never watched the anime, so I don't know how faithful it is. Okay. I know I know it stops at a certain point, but I know it adapted at least the first hundred chapters, so it got quite far. All right, because it's on Hulu, and I'm looking at the episodes right now, so maybe I'll try it out and just see what the deal is. It is a, it's fun. Give it a try at least. But um, I'd say... If there's any series that's not, you know, mid-flow that's likely to get added, um, I, I reckon Viz would be happy to just chuck it in. Just because it was already in the... In the yeah, just because just because they're going to be releasing the volumes anyway. Right. It's just a possibility. Yeah. But no, you were saying about... Um, Seraph? No, Blood... Blood oh, blood, yeah. Blood. Um, I just had it pull. It was called... Shit, I lost it. Ten seconds. Blood Blockade Battlefront. Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yes, is the name of it, and that is also going to be running in the same magazine as uh, D Gray Man, or yeah. And so there's a possibility that will get added as well. Actually. Maybe I'm not. I, I'm I, I not. Could... It, it's already been running, I believe. I don't know where or how. So I, and if we haven't gotten it yet, I don't know what the deal is. Okay. I also think Dark Horse might be putting out the volumes of it. Just because, that would make sense because they have because all the tricks. Yeah, yeah, there'd be a licensing issue there then, wouldn't there? Yeah, might maybe. That's a shame. Other anime I've been watching: Yatterman Knight is really good. 
Now, you see, I don't know anything about Yataman, oh. other than other than it was in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That's about all I knew going into it myself. Yeah, but it's, a, it's it was a fun little show. I've actually been watching a lot of anime recently. It's weird for me. I've been, I've been watching my love story because I <laughs> I need something. There's some romantic comedy in my life. Is is does it continue to be as enjoyable as the first chapter was, and as you know, half of the crossover with Nisekoi was? Yes, it's it stays very charming. It's it, that's good. Sweet and charming because is about all it is, and and, and it actively subverts all the all all the cliches. All the tropes. Yeah, yeah. This is what I needed because I don't. A lot of people I know like say, "Oh, you know, don't don't talk about rom coms with Zach because he will get angry." I don't hate rom coms. I hate that we live in a world where there's all these tropes surrounding rom coms, and this is why I loved my love story at like from the first chapter. Right. I, I read the next two, but I need to get on to it. I don't know whether I want to get the volumes or whether I want to watch the anime. I think I'll just figure something out. But it's nice that it stays charming. Um, what did I fin- well, finish recently? Oh, Jojo finished. The anime. Jojo the anime finished. Maybe I, should, I keep... Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to watch the anime if only because I want to keep the, 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 the manga fresh. Yeah. That, that's just what I'm going to do, I think, for the going forward for the duration. Yeah. I was slightly peeved because there's not been any word yet as to whether there's going to be a part four adaptation. There's been absolutely no... There was no teaser like there was at the end of the first season for part three. But um, I, I, I'm just kind of like sitting in front of my altar to Hirohiko Araki saying, please let there be a fifth season. Please, I need a part four adaptation. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how well it's been doing. I like The impression I've gotten is that... Um jojo's popularity may have peaked at least here in the in in the west oh it has so i'm not sure uh, what, was what was the other thing i was watching i was watching this is ironic because obviously we have a jump start next issue yes for a, for a swimming series a competitive swimming series i was watching um free which is another competitive swimming series okay mm. um Two things. One, it's really bloody well animated. Really, really well. Um, two, there's a gastronomical level of homoeroticism. Ah. R- really? <laughs> in free? I was just, but pun? In free? In free. Okay. I was just... No, not in JoJo. I mean, there's homoeroticism in JoJo all the fucking time. No, no. But um, in free, right. I was just kind of sitting there thinking... Yeah, this is really gay. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a bad way at right. all. I was genuinely entertained all the way through it. It was a really fun kind of slice of life series that had, you know, Cross Menage? Yes. That had in Jump a while ago. It was a sports series that didn't ever kind of like fall into the romantic tropes uh, or the slice of life tropes. It just kind of did its own thing. Yeah, there was a romance arc, but there wasn't like a love triangle of any real... No, so it didn't it didn't no. fall into that. No, it was like that. It it felt a lot more real and original than a lot of um, sports manga I've read. I think besides these guys, the only other two sports manga I've liked are Slam Dunk and I Shield Fifty One. Right, Slam Dunk. I, I, I hear Slam Dunk's pretty good. It's really good, and then of course I Shield Fifty One was Murata as well. Right. So only sports, only sports. Anything I've ever really liked is Ippo. 
I've not read that one. Yeah. Uh, mostly I've just watched the uh, anime. It, you know, it's boxing. It's good. Yeah. It, it, it's... Oh, Ippo. Yeah. The Hijami. Yeah, no, the fighting. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Um, I keep meaning to get into that one. Is it any... It's good, is it? It's good. Yeah. You know, you got to really... You gotta really kind of buy it. Well, you don't even need to really buy in because it handles the boxing side of it really well. But yeah. it's long running, and the fights last like multiple episodes. It's, but it's really good comedy series too. So it it stands up. Yeah. Right. It's got good yeah, characters. I'd probably add that one to my list. That pretty much sums up everything I wanted. We've got kind of gone off on a tangent. Yeah, a bit yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I just this last month of uh, Jump's been really good. Oh, and uh, I, hate, I hate to compound our tangent, but uh, did you watch the first episode of Dragon Ball Super by any chance? Is it out yet? It is. The first episode's out. I have not seen it, but I will probably watch it after we finish this yeah. because um, I won't say I've been super excited. Uh, super, super excited for it, but um, you know, it's new Dragon Ball, so I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's at fun. least it was fun. A, at least it's not another bloody movie. You didn't. You didn't like. Uh, did you watch Battle of the Gods? I've not watched any of the last Battle three of Gods is legitimately the best. Really? I like it a lot. It, I should probably watch it, it before the next one comes out. It's the freezer one. It was freaking Okay, it's hard to explain, but Toriyama of course wrote the thing, or at least he had a major hand in it, and you can definitely okay. feel it. It feels like a throwback to Dragon Ball rather than yeah. Z. Yeah. And it's I can't comment on uh, Resurrection of F because I haven't seen it yet. But no. based on Battle of Gods... Jayco's in it. Jayco's in it. There's, like, all the reason you need to watch the damn thing. Jayco the Galactic Patrolman is in it. Yes, so. and he's going to be in the... He's, he's going to be in Dragon Ball Super as well. Yeah. He's in the, op- okay. he's in the opening... Uh, Credits. Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing as well. There's going to be uh, an adaptation to go with it, isn't there? Yes, there in is. Jump. So that's, like, definitely gonna be in the english jump it feels likely i don't think there's any real oh no it definitely will be uh, i think i don't know i think anything is possible because someone somewhere might get a marketing idea to, to withhold it like oh, no, yeah. nobody is streaming dragon ball super no one has the streaming licenses it's not a Funimation. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Crunchyroll. It's it's I'd, not I'd available that, in English right now. I'd give that another couple of episodes yet because that's what happened with um, the Assassination Classroom anime. It just there was there was no kind of streaming rights at first, and then uh, I think Hulu got it, but um, somebody got it, and yeah. then there was there was no more talk about it. I think it that isn't like a bit of a publicity thing as well. So. I think Funimation is just sitting on it because they want to do a big marketing blitz when the whole thing's complete and they release the discs. Probably. That would be a pain in the ass. It will be a pain in the ass. So anyway, we've been talking about Jump for a while. It's uh, We sh- should probably move on to some 2000 AD. Uh, just first things first, what was your favorite thing oh. from the Jump the last month? You know, I think I'm going to give it to My Hero Academia. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm gonna give it to One Piece. Okay. I'm gonna give it to One Piece simply because of that epic smashdown. Yep. I can, so, I can see that. I can see that being a. It was definitely my. I definitely put that in second place. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. So 2080. Yes, 2080. So kicking off, we got some new. Well, 
Well, not so much new. I mean, um, this is a transition period from the previous lineup to the new lineup. Uh, we got a new Dread arc. Uh, uh, what are you thinking of just Dread Blood of Emeralds? Um, pretty amazing. Yeah? I, I think it's pretty amazing. As a sequel to a story from the 90s. Right. Judge Joyce, he was, I assume, a character that Dredd had a history with. Because his son yeah, Joyce, has been kind of important over the last year or so. Yeah. Um, Joyce was a... Joyce was a character who appeared in the 90s in a story set in Murphyville. Right. Um, I forget what its name was, but... Um, he he appeared one or two more times after that. He was in the Judgment Day story arc. That's um, right. That is where I primarily know him from. Hmm. From Judgment and Day. Then, and then after that, he came to the Meg, got a massive injury, and um, basically made uh, Mega City One's most wanted list for um, uh, flipping the bird at Judge Dredd, <laughs> which was... Um, Pretty cool, pretty cool. But um, he didn't make the most wanted list, but um, that would have been cool. But um, obviously it's nice now to have a bit of a backstory as to what happened to him because he's one of those like side characters who just vanished, popped off the radar. Because there was obviously the perceived thing at the time of, um, well, we've got judges in Britain, Russia, and North America, or in Australia. What are we going to do with the judges from the rest of the countries? Let's just make loads of them. And I think some of them were really bad. It's like the India ju- the Indian judges, the Pan-African judges, they were all really bad stereotypes. Right. Um, but um, Garth Innes, of course, writing a, um, a story set in Ireland, Murphyville, it's it's slightly less racist because it's more close to home. Right. And and the, the, I'm not going to say a generalistic thing like you can't offend an Irish person, but generally the the Irish are very hard to offend. They've got a long history of just not taking a shit about what anyone says. Right. But um, no, I, I've I've liked this story. Well, it's Michael uh, Carroll and Colin uh, McNeil, so. It's definitely got got good writers and artists on it. Uh, overall, I've liked it. Um, Judge Joyce, the new Judge Joyce, Judge Joyce Jr. I guess he's been yeah. he, he was introduced post uh, Chaos Day when uh, Mega City One was bringing in judges from all over to fill. Yeah, ranks. he was like an auxiliary, wasn't he? Yeah, so. he's he sort of come in as basically Dreads number two in a lot of Michael Carroll stories. Yeah, I like that. I like that. There's, there's, he's obviously been partnered up with the Russian judge as well, Pax, who right. is part of the same story arc but she's not in this one no um but no it is nice to have uh joyce june at finton finton have a bit of um about um not so much a backstory but it was nice to see like his ma and um or it was that brilliant scene where they actually went to go and see uh mrs uh, mrs joyce and she asked her to take his boots off <laughs> they all because they both they both left their boots outside that was um, that was obviously before the SWAT attack, wasn't it? Yeah, just before. But no, I've um, I've I've just liked the aesthetic of it. It's um, very close to home. Like I don't like a lot of the Britsit tales, but I like the I liked this as a Murphyville tale. Okay. Um, as as you say, Dread's good in this. Michael Carroll, I think, writes very good Dread. He does. It just just as Dread as a character, he feels 
very what's the word I'm looking for? right. He doesn't feel like an outright bastard. He just feels like a, a more you know what you would expect the character to be like. Right. He's just hard. He's just he, he just cuts through all the bullshit. Yeah. Um, and obviously just having like Finton as um, a bit of a comic relief. I, I've, I've liked it. It's also the fact to introduce new characters, like um, the chief judge of um, Murphyville, his deputy, and uh, yeah, yeah. I missed the fact initially that the chief judge was at the pub. Yes. After after this latest chapter, it was more clearly spelled out. Yeah. And I and that was kind of funny. Yeah, because that's not something you'd ever see from Hershey or any of the chief judges of Mega City One. They'd never go to a bar or anything. They never go to a pub. But um, just to have like a working class head of office is it's 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 cute. Dredd. It's is a very it's a very cute, well. But Dread doesn't Dredd. like it very much. No. <laughs> what what do you have, Dread? Answers, McCann. And that's how why we that's why Carol gets dread. Yes, <laughs> and obviously there's, there's the bit where the, the random guy comes up to him. Oh, come here! I apologise for the bad Irish accent. Oh, come here, dread! I'll buy you a pint. And um, <laughs> it's like take a hike. Now, I just kind of liked how this arc has been sort of like escalating, where I, yeah. I didn't really think it was going to be much, but it's turning into a major international incident that may probably have major f- consequences. Yeah, because they they mentioned um, not only were the Murphyville judges there, but there were Britsit judges there. So if the Britsit judges get gunned down, um, shit, shit's going to go down. Because Britsit is currently more powerful than Mega City 1 because it wasn't hit by the Chaos Plague as bad. Right. Um, something I uh, also picked up that I, I wanted to mention. Um, do you remember the sequel to Titan that ran earlier this year? Oh yeah, Enceladus. And there was a there's a, there's a there's a panel in this in this story that alludes to something possibly happening in the future. Yeah. Where he talks yeah. about um, check with uh, check with weather control. It's getting freezing out here. It's fucking freezing out here. Yeah, that I don't know what accent that was, but um, yeah, I did pick up on that. I've, at first, I didn't notice anything about it, but then somebody on the forum mentioned it, and I went back and I looked. I went, "Yeah, I didn't realize that." It's definitely going to be something. It's probably Rob. It's probably set in CG. Probably Rob Williams will write. You know, I don't know if it'll be a mega epic, but it's definitely going to be a, a third part. Third, third part to the to the Titan trilogy. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's like people were saying, there was Enceladus New Life. In a couple of weeks, we'll have Enceladus Old Life. Yeah. Could we perhaps have Enceladus Low Life? Ooh. Ooh. I didn't mm. even think about that. Yes. Wait, is that actually confirmed, Enceladus New Life? That's the next one. Yeah, because so that, there was a press release. Coming. Yeah, that that's going to be when this one's finished. So it's um, Rob Williams and... Uh, Henry Flint again. Oh. Okay, excited about that. And and the thing was, is do you remember? Um, of course, we, we, we've just stopped talking about um, Blood of Emeralds here. Um, but um, do you remember in the Low Life Christmas special that was in the the last like um, 
Prog, Prog 2015. There was the low life special in that. Vaguely. Uh, there was a scene where um, Dirty Frank, Judge Dirty Frank, yes. saw uh, a vision of Amy Nixon, who was one of the Titan judges who was sent to Enceladus, or travelled to Enceladus. Um, he saw a vision of her, and I was obviously talking about what happened in Enceladus. That hadn't happened yet. Oh, I did not realise so, that. And oh, and um, Dirty Frank was actually saying, oh, the temperature's going down, and there's snow in August, and... Uh, it's um, it was obviously hinting at something that we didn't even know had happened yet. So, Rob, uh, Rob Williams is going to be playing the long game with this, I think. Yeah. Even even I don't think the new life story is going to be uh, the last of it. It's just going to keep going. Yeah, like you said, if it if it dovetails into a a new low life, um, arc. Yeah. Or something. I it's, I've, it's just twigged with me as well. Actually, you know, I mentioned earlier about um the possible future conflict between Mega City 1 and Britsit. Right. Um, in the, the last Enceladus story, um, they uh, Mega City 1 fired a nuke at a, a, um, a Sovsit 2 ship, an Easter Meg 2 ship. Right. So it's like uh, Mega City 1's just pissed off two cities. Absolutely everybody. and Everyone is fucking hating Mega City 1 right now. And uh, they so. mentioned in this latest chapter uh, specifically that... Mega City One's in a really weakened position right now. They don't have the the weight to throw around like they used to. Oh no, no, they've got absolutely nothing to work with. Yeah, I don't know. maybe it'll be World War Six. I forget how many we're at now. Oh uh, yeah, a lot, basically, and it's all Dred's fault it is again. All Dred's fault. You bastard. But um, I wonder how many children he's going to nuke in this one. Ooh, <laughs> nuke. Nuke Britsit. Nuke Britsit. <laughs> well, at least that will stop the constant tirade of Britsit's pointless Britsit spin off. I'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Meg. Yeah. Anyway, Absalom. Absalom. Seems like we're on a recruiting drive, this arc. Yes. I didn't even realize uh, this governor care. Oh, actually, I forget his name. He, he calls He's Harris just governor. governor. Or is he just governor? He's just governor. Okay. I don't think he's actually been given a name yet. I remember him from a, from a, a one-off from one of the year-end progs. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was in prison. Now he's out. I I remember that one. I think it was actually the end of the last story arc because um, Harry dropped um, the blooming Nazi leader off with him, and presumably he's like being kicked to death at this point. But um, yeah, he, he is a returning character. He Oh, he was also in... I do remember what you said now. He was also in that, uh, that Christmas one-shot, the flashback one. Right. Where he was he was previously Harry's boss. Oh, yeah, that's his deal. Yeah, now, now he, he obviously did some naughty shit, so he went to prison, and now he's uh, he's got a second chance. He's a pretty seedy bugger, though, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit big for his shirts. He's a... Uh, he likes... This blood magic stuff he does is pretty. Uh, he's, he knows what he's doing, but he's not. He's not very tactful about it. No. He's he's he reminds me very much of like um, the the stereotypical British gangster, like um, uh, Bob Hoskins' character in Long Good Friday, yeah. uh, or the Cray Brothers. He's he's like a stereotypical East End. Um, even just his accent, like Ari. 
or I don't know what accent that is either. Um, he's he's a bit of a stereotype, but at the same time, I know people who are like this. Right. So at the same, it's it's not really that offensive. But um, no. We, besides that, we've also got the whole thing with the church and um, their um, demon hunter going on. Well, it looks like he's cleaning up their mess. Yeah. Because um, I, I, that didn't twig with me at first, and then I suddenly went. Oh, that's what they're doing. But um, they've obviously had to call in um, Mr. Creech, who I think was in the first season. Yeah, he was He was definitely a character Harry uh, talked with at some point. I think he was involved in one of the, in like the very first arc. Yeah, and he's got all these like android bouncers. Thing is, at this point, I can't tell whether they sent these guys to go and kill um the demon killer or to go and retrieve him. I think they're going to, he was, uh, I believe they're going to kill him because they're trying to clean up his, clean up the, clean up the mess. Yeah, and of course they're, they're driving straight into Harry and his crew. Yeah. And this is, I think this is actually going to be a, the next one is going to be a fun chapter because it's just going to be a pure punch up between the, um, the, the cyborgs yeah. and the homunculus. So, Oh yeah, That's they are be... robots. I didn't really pick up on the fact that they were machines. Yeah, the the the, the Mr. Critch's things are like um, yeah, they're, they're like the clockwork robots from that one episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But um, I'm just trying to pick up on references because Gordon Renee always puts like these little nods in, and I've just noticed um, what appears to be <laughs> if if you um, this is prog number. 1938. Yep. Um, page number 12 on the bookshelf. Yes. Between um, what appears to be a Nazi dictionary, there's Razzle Volume 1. And I, I don't think you get Razzle in America. It's a porn magazine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I look at the bookshelf, but I... Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. That just that just tickles me a little bit. And amongst all this, he's got <laughs> razzle. Yeah, but um, th- th- this is kind of like the kind of black humor that Absalom is all about, right. and kind of why I love it. Like how both vehicles are hitting people on bikes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that one's going fuck off. <laughs> but um, I. That, that's the thing that happens in the UK all the blooming time because we don't have any cycle lanes. Um, but um, I, I, I like how the Reverend character is just... He, he, there's no two ways about him. He is a nasty bastard. Yes. I mean, it's no secret that Gordon Rene doesn't like the church, so... Oh, is that the deal? That makes sense. Yeah. Based on... Um, I think pretty much the majority of people who work for 2008 don't like the church, so um, that's the beef. They get they get kicked around a bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that. Anyway, but um, what few force of this story arc so what, far? Absalom. Uh, Absalom. Ah, uh, well, I've liked it a lot. I like Absalom a lot. It really can't do much wrong. Um, I do kind of like where this story arc is going in particular. Where at first we think this kid's the bad guy, but now it's becoming more clear that he's just being manipulated. Yeah. So now you feel for him, and and and. He's going to become a member of Harry's crew, isn't he? Oh, unless he gets killed off or something. But, but this is the thing that we're trying... Because in the flashback, uh, all Harry's previous co-workers and all the governor's like employers, employees... Right. 
uh, got m- massacred because they tried to go down into a demon hellhole, um, the mill. Right. And they're, try- they're trying to uh, get another mission down there, so they need people oh. like him who can actually kill demons. Okay, so he, this is like a recruiting arc to, to bolster the, the numbers. Yeah. Uh, I see. And I, and I get the feeling that Mr. Critch isn't being entirely honest. He, he Because previously that, that family had said that they dislike the... Um, demon tendencies so it's possible that they, um, they'll get some like cyborgs to go down with him or mr critch will go down with them yep um so well, that'll be interesting it, to see yeah i think that'll be the next series it's nice to know that the series will be back because it's not been after this one it's not been around for like three years. it has been a while it's been like two years um and you know what something um something i've been thinking about um somewhere they said in one of the maybe it was this judge dread magazine but it was gordon renee's last judge dread El Mestizo. Yeah. Yes. Um, does that mean? Again, I've sort of gotten the impression that he's kind of gotten away from comics recently. Is it? Is he? Is that still the case? Should we be afraid he's just going to disappear? I think we need to be afraid of how we um, talk to him. <laughs> R- Rene has quite a presence online. He seems to be one of the more, you know, specifically on the 2084, and he seems to be one of the creators that posts more frequently. He does. And um, he's a really nice guy, but he does take um, criticisms to heart a lot. Yeah. Lovely guy, um, but I don't know how to say this. Yeah. He, he can get quite offended. A little thin-skinned? Yeah, he's a little thin-skinned. I, I think you might want to cut this bit out. Maybe. But... Um, He's, he's he's fantastic creator, but he did try and turn away from comics for a bit. But then he came back. Yeah, like he wrote he wrote a couple of the Doctor Who audio dramas for Big Finish, and then he came back to comics. Um, but no, I think he's just finished with Dread for now. Well, that's fair. He seems to be he, he seems to be under the impression that people don't like his Dread, ah. which um, or he's just sick of the character. It it seems to switch from week to week. Because um, a little while there, he was like, oh, he's going to replace John Wagner, and it's going to be Judge Dredd forever. Nah. Now, now we heap all that on, on, on Mr. Carroll. Who does actually appear to stick around? I think he will do. But, um, no, I think Rene's just done with Dredd for now, and he'll just write He'll write Absalom, and he'll probably write one or two other things. I think he's got... Well, he's um, doing Jaeger, now that I think about it. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about Jaeger. He's writing two things in the prog right now. He is. I, I forgot about that. But um, we'll get to Jaeger in a bit. But no, um, Absalom, really good at the moment. Really like it. Always one of my favourites. Um, please please I, finish Cabalistic Ink someday, Mr. Janay. Yes, please do. <laughs> if, if you don't finish Cabalistic Ink, at least wrap it up in Absalom, because they, it is a spin-off. You're allowed to do it. Apparently someone uh, asked Dom Reardon if he was up for it, and he said... Yes. Yeah. So it's purely down to whether Rene wants to write a Kabbalistic exclusive. But because um, I actually went back the- and I, I read the the last time Kabbalistic Inks ran in 2008, it ends on like a massive cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Yeah. But um, uh, definitely something else to be said there is is all I'm saying. No, he yeah, Cabs ended on a cliffhanger, didn't it? Yeah, a little bit of one. Hmm. Some zombie dude came to life and was going to hunt down Jenny before she gave birth. Although we've seen that she did give birth in the interim, so. Yeah, because that, they were in the first one, weren't they? In the first season of Absalom, even. They, they just had like a, a one-panel cameo. That's right. 
So anyway, um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Outlier is back, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird return because Outlier, the first Outlier, was kind of a you know a good little sci-fi revenge story. I didn't really expect to see it back. No, I didn't either, actually. But, uh, but um, they're definitely trying to build up this universe with like the humans and the and the and the herd being like this super cosmic godlike alien race and yeah they're the Borg basically yeah but um no um I, I liked the first outing from Outlier and um and when I say I like I liked it it wasn't groundbreaking or breathtaking or you know inventively original it was just a solid sci-fi right out right. there thriller I'm not feeling it in this sequel. No, no. No, it feels a bit flat and by the numbers and going in a bit of circles, actually, I find. But that's just me. What have you made of it? Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of on the same boat. Uh, it does kind of feel like it isn't really... I don't know, it doesn't feel as... I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It just... It isn't just ca- it isn't capturing my imagination at all. It just it feels kind of generic. Yeah. Um. Truth of the matter is, I I keep forgetting. Um. I keep forgetting who T. C. Ellington is as a writer. Sometimes I keep mixing him up with like Edgington. Yes. It's, it's a weird thing. I actually went back and I, I I pulled up his um his writer's credits on Barney on the Barney Zone, uh, which is a a great, great resource. But he he hasn't written as much as I thought he had. No, he's he's pretty sparse as a writer, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, just refresh my memory. What else has he done? He, he did that Gunheads uh, th- thriller, Tharg's thriller. Oh, with Boo Boo Cook. Yeah, with, I uh, liked that actually. Yeah, he's done a lot of Judge Dredd one-offs and shorts. Yeah. Uh, both in 2080 and the magazine. Honestly, Outlier appears to be his first real continuing series. Okay. Unless Barney Zone's out of date and I missed one from the last year. No, I don't, well, whatever he's done in the last year, it obviously didn't leave that much of an impression. But um, well, outlier, of course. But well, other than outlier. Yeah. But um. So he does no. seem like kind of a newish writer that's sort of come onto the scene over the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, if like Gunheads was one of his big not breakout things. Yeah, but that was well liked. Definitely. Yeah, I like a lot that. of people like a lot of people like that Boo Cook cover that came with it. Yeah, well, it was. I rem- people said they because it was measured in pence rather than pounds. Right. They took it to um, obviously the counter and they just have a, a bit of a double take because they thought it was like twelve pence or something like that. Where no, it was um, two hundred and I'm not even sure what the two. cover price is anymore. No, it would be two hundred and thirty-five pence. That's it. But. Um, no, that was a fantastic cover, fantastic little series. I'd like to see some of the thrillers collected. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. Um, that that was definitely a highlight for me. I, but outlier, I've liked sorry. a lot of the Tharg's thrillers overall. Uh, there are a couple of duds, but for the most part, I actually think I like them more than Future Shocks. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it definitely feels like the stories have more room to breathe, and there's more chance that they can spin off into like something else, like what has happened with like what happened with um. Shit, what was it called? Survival Geeks. Survival Geeks. Oh, that's all. We're good. We're talking about that. We'll talk about Survival Geeks? We'll talk about Survival well, Geeks when we're done. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Outlier. Enjoyed it. Um, I do like the um, the fact that the herd still are relatively unknown, right? Because what we what we have seen of them has mostly been their human, they're like their clones, right? The the, the, the dark reflection clones, but um, we haven't actually seen that much of the herd themselves. And honestly, I hope we don't, because they're sort of being painted as like this unknowable, like advanced alien race. I think I think anything you create is would be like it would never live up to like that expectation expectation. i think yeah like um i want to say um nah i won't even talk about it i was gonna talk about damnation station but i'm not i'm not gonna go down that road yeah yeah that's um that's a big kind of worms but um no outlier is it's just kind of comfortable for me i read it yeah consequences I don't get angry about it, like <coughs> Slain. What? But, oh, right, yeah, Slain. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's it's good. It's just not great. Yeah, is all it all comes down to. It, it kind of reminds me of some other like one-off stories that were kind of running back when I first started, like Ahab. Oh yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's it it does feel like that kind of. Um, I was I always it always reminds me of um, Atavar. And, oh, Adavar, uh, yes, another one like that, yeah. Kind of like one of those odd curiosity series. Something uh, destined the for other, a Meg the other one, someday. Yeah, the other one was Harry Kipling, which just kind of vanished. Oh, Harry Kipling. That's yeah. another, when, that was another series that was lost when C. Uh, um, how do you pronounce his last name? Sipper? Uh, Sipper? Sasperia. Sasperia. When he went to the U.S. and we just we lost so many good series when he left. Lobster random. Lobster random. No. We could talk about lobster random next month actually because we, can. we printed the book. Yeah. So that that was a good series. Oh, was it? Oh my god! I've been lo- I've been loving rereading it in the Meg floppies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have the first, you know, the hardback yep. on myself, and I, every time I look at it, it's just like... <sighs> Critchlow is best, or at least yes. most memorable Basically. for me, anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. What else uh, we got going on? We got, um, Jaeger. Jaeger's back. Yay! I enjoy I Jaeger, Jaeger a lot. I love Jaeger. Which is weird, because I've always tried to like Rogue Trooper, but it's always been a hard sell for me. Mm. This has been a really good. Um, well, it's 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 only angle. a rogue trooper. It's only a rogue trooper story in the loosest of senses that is set place in the same universe. Right. Everything else is it's got completely original spin, and um, I don't think there are any like naught spin-offs before now. I'm certainly not um, aware if there were. But um, I think this is the first one. Probably. It, and and it, I think that's what makes it really good, is that you get this side of like the enemy faction, which you don't often get in a lot of stories where your bad guys are like whatever they are, like not yeah. stand-in for Nazis or Soviets. Yeah. Or Nazi Soviets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn commies. But um, no, that's... Um, in, in the early stories, the Norts were, you know, just this borderline Nazi right well no they were Nazis but um Stark. there was no yeah there was no there was no subtlety to them there was no individuality to them but which is why I liked the later trooper stories and why I like Jaeger because 
it, it's just, it just builds on it more. They are more human as characters and as a race right. than they were in the early Rogue stories. Right. And, and humanizing just makes things more... Um, just gives it more more life, more character. Yeah. And it helps that I like the supporting cast in... Uh, well, just the cast in general in Jaeger. Jaeger herself is an interesting character. Um, uh, Klaus... Uh, the the guy who's always in the Nauts costume right. uniform. Very interesting. I'm not particularly fussed on the rest of her supporting cast because N- they've Ninja not been... Ninja Girl. Covered. Ninja Girl and uh, Sniper Boy. And, yeah, that's it. But um, it's mostly just been about her relationship with her superiors who are all a bunch of dickheads. Right. Uh, militaristic so-and-sos. It's like, oh, look, Ninja Girl. Um, so I'm just flicking through the most recent chapter. But um, and of no, course, Simon Colby's on art, and I love Simon Colby. I adore Simon Colby. Did you read the Royals last year? I did, and that, yep, yeah, I think that's his best artwork. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. His artwork in Jaeger is good, but I don't think it's as good as it was in Royals. But um, I think it might no, come down to coloring. I think the color probably. coloring could be the difference uh, there. Yeah, but um. Even just saying it's his good work is just you know average work for him. It's still pretty damn superb. It's like that. Um, I was as I was just saying about the most recent chapter, the um, the body pit on the last panel. The just the amount of detail that's in it is very very good. Yeah, I like how he draws people as well. There's, there's a real kind of like sense of movement to it. Everything feels very fluid. I think his style would adapt well to like an animated short. It would, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you're saying, and I agree. And actually, yeah, you're you're right. I'm looking at like um in this late in the latest chapter, chapter two. There's like that the the, the general. He's just kind of standing there, but you still get the, like a sensation that his arms are moving, like he's yeah yeah. It's just it's just yeah it's it's just really good in terms of like. People feel like people kinetic. in a room. Yeah, kinetic. Good word. But um, no, obviously you. If we're going to talk about kineticism in part two. There's the scene where in the in the flashback scene. We're talking about flashbacks a lot in this episode. But um, where all the 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 Southa soldiers yep. can't be rescued, and you just see the explosion getting closer and closer and closer until eventually all the prisoners are burning up. That's very well laid out and very well done, and the the, the color palettes between the the scenes of the explosion and the scenes in the safe house where it's all gray, it's all very well done. I don't know who Len O'Grady is the colorist, so props off to um, a department there that doesn't get an awful lot of notice. Nobody talks about colors or letters as much as they should be. Yeah, but um, colors do matter a lot. Color palettes are like you've done a good job, Len. Good man. Um, but Jaeger is obviously fairly fairly early on, not only um, in Tartarus, the current story arc, but just in general, it's still a very young series. Well, they're on our third, I think. Third outing. This, this is the third one. I want to say it's the third one. one. Third one plus, okay. I think at least one uh, end of end of the end of year Prague episode. Oh yeah, that was in the 2015 one. I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, I didn't realize there was that much already. There's a lot, really. I know there's a I know there's a collector edition coming out 
soon. So I suspected there was a bit, but I didn't realize there was that much already. I think I need to sit down and reread it all. Yeah, that, and, and Jaeger's one of the first trades I pasted together because I wanted to reread it for this. That's why I know there's definitely two two previous chapters already. Oh, fantastic. I, it's certainly out of like all the universes in 2000 AD, I felt the Road Trooper one was the most tired. Right. Because he has... Besides Dread, I think he has the most spin-offs. He does have a lot of spin-offs. He's, because there was Every- Friday, Venus Blue Jeans, Medivac, uh, whatever it's called, and the Medic One, yeah, Torsian, Torsian. That's it. That's what I was thinking of. Then it was eighty sixers. Eighty sixers was my it was. I liked eighty sixers a lot when it started. I like the idea of like having Southers and Norts and all these other castoffs like as a single group. But that was Renee as well. Wasn't it was Renee as well. Well, yeah. don't forget, Renee was the one who was writing the revival of Rogue Trooper when they started oh, doing that. And I think it's... Ellington drew a lot of those too. Yeah. It's, so it's, Colby, it's nice Colby that... drew a lot of those. Yeah, Colby did. Yeah. It, it is nice that um, Renee has like attached himself to one of the big franchise well one of the big titles in 2080 and he's just kind of weaving his threads because he's done a very good job so far i haven't read 86ers yet but um, 86 year starts off good but unfortunately that was when renee left and it didn't get a conclusion and someone else wrote it and it ended really quickly mm. the conclusion wasn't as satisfying as it could have been yeah, but it was drawn by um, um, PJ Holden, so it looks really good. It was, yeah, it looked really good. Fantastic. Uh, I think that pretty much stuff, um, covers everything I want to talk about. Jaeger, anything else from you? Um, helium continues to be excellent. Oh, helium. <laughs> yes. Sorry, what was that about helium? I just said it continues to be excellent. Oh yeah. Good, um, good design, character design, world design. It's just got a lot going on. Yeah, and I am now fairly positive that this is set in the same universe as Anthony Crucis. Oh, definitely. Well, not so much the same universe, the same multiverse. Well, it was one same, of mul- them. same multiverse. Yeah, it it yeah, it was borderline like pointed out, but um, it's it's nice that it's not um depicting the 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 the, the entities that live in the the toxic belts in the the acid belts. As being just monsters, they're just very angry, right? Because Professor Bloom, stupid name, um, bloody massacred a, a lot of them. He claims by accident. He claims by accident. Yeah, it's. I, I can't help but smile every time he's called Mister Bloom because here in the UK we have a children's entertainer called Mister Bloom, oh, so yeah. I can't take it seriously. But. Um, it's no, as you say, it continues to be excellent. I love anything by Edgington, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I just love how uh, also having Disraeli on art. It's just these two creators who've worked on a lot together, so they're obviously very comfortable at this point. Yeah, they've been working together since uh, War of the World Scarlet Traces. Yes. Maybe before that. Possibly before they that. worked on Leviathan, and they worked on um, Stickleback. Stickleback, of course. Which I wonder when we'll see it again. Stickleback, considering how it ended last time. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Um, 
Oh, spoilers. Yeah. But, um, that uh, that was that was really good. I'd say another year or two, maybe. Speaking of speaking, of, I, something I forgot to mention that I well, I I guess I can wait till the end. I was going to say I was getting excited because I was actually looking at all the thrills of the future boxes. Yeah. A lot of good stuff coming up. Kingdom's coming back. Yes, and the thing is with Kingdom, I haven't enjoyed it as much as some people have. Oh, really? So I, I don't get the full effect. Okay. But, um, That'll be interesting. Stronty, Do- Stronty Dog's coming back. Yeah, and uh, I was looking at the little thumbnail here. Uh, McNulty seems to be missing something. I didn't notice that before. No, he's pretty armless now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember him missing an arm in the last story. i got to go back and check. It, he... I didn't notice it either, but then I remember he had it shot off in the war arc. Was it? So I gotta go back it and was, reread that because I missed that yeah. completely. It was towards the end. It just kind of got. I think he was either a sniper or an explosion or something like that. But he definitely lost it. Um, but the, if you look, at, if you look in the cells, he didn't have it. So, but um, it'll be good to have it back at least. I wonder if it'll probably start in Prague uh, 20, uh, 2016. Most most probably because we already had a Stordium Drog arc this year, I, and I, I I usually expect it once a year. Yeah, was well, ever since it came back from like the Resurrection story arc, it's um, been consistently one a year. Well, even before that, when they were doing the flashback arcs, I'm pretty sure those were yearly. I thought I thought it was every other year, Maybe. but I wasn't re- I wasn't reading then. That's right. I only caught up with them in collections, so. New um, Kingdom, I'll take it as it comes because it's still got to be like a, a, a series I really look forward to. Yeah, well, we'll but, talk uh, about that when it comes back. We'll figure out what's uh, what's up with that and you. Yeah, we'll find out the truth. We'll get to the bottom of it. I don't hate it. Yeah, it's just not. I don't love it as much as some people do. Hmm. But. Um, no, what's been your favorite thing from 2018 this month? This bro? month, um, I'm gonna give it to you know what? I'm gonna give it to Jaeger. Okay, because right? it came Even back, with, only it came two. back with a bang, and I think, and it's only two episodes in, but I'm really invested in it. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. Um, do 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 do. What would I give it to? I'm gonna give it to Absalom. Okay. Because I really like where it's going. It's really got me curious. Or oh. Gordon Renee, two for two, two for two. Um, I see. I'm just thinking. Would I rather have given it to Judge Dredd? No, no. Just stick with Absalom. Go in my gut feeling. Yeah. yeah. Because I think it's it's going to really pay off when it does. I like Blood of Emeralds, but I don't like it. It's not the best Judge Dredd of the year yet. Of the year, no. so I can't give it to it yet. No, because we've still got the next Enceladus. Yes. So. Anyway, two for two for Gordon Renee. Yes. All right, so that's 2008. Let's, um, let's do it real quick. Let's talk about Judge Dredd magazine, if only because I just started reading it again after a seven-month hiatus. Right. I, uh, I, I I stopped reading it at a really awkward time, too, because uh, it was in the middle of Judge Dredd Dead Zone, which is what yeah. we were talking about last week. That's why I couldn't remember why... Uh, how the how the bracelet was tied to the future people because that wasn't introduced until the chapter yeah. after I stopped reading. So you need to catch up a, a little tiny bit. So uh, what happened was I bought I bought this latest issue, real, re- realized that there was a new chapter of um, uh, Lawless 
and then I hadn't finished the previous, so I went back and bought two, the, the two issues I'd missed and got caught up on Lawless, which got me caught yeah. up on Dead Zone. Okay. So yeah, complicated backstory to I'm now reading magazine again. Yeah. And it's pretty good, uh, this this latest uh, magazine uh, yeah. uh, in general. I'm just going to have to re-download it. But, um, yeah. How, how are you on the new logo? I like it. You do? It's, um, I was never that um, particularly fussed about the, the previous logo. I mean, I don't like the Judge badge that was, um, you know, in the middle of Judge. Yeah. You know, the U was replaced with a Judge badge. It, it's just, I never liked it. Probably because it, it, it says Judge on the badge, so it says Judge, ju- no, it Judge, just, Judge. Yeah, it's it's like Judge inside Judge. It, ugh, there, 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 there. It does. It just didn't do anything for me. But um, I like this new one. It's a bit flat, but uh, yeah. I like the I like the design. Yeah, it's very uh, it's 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 flat. It's flat. What it is, and it's 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 a single color. Yeah, I, obviously, I think the color is going to change dependent on uh, the the cover design. Probably yes. Um, so it's like um, I'm not sure if I like how small they made magazine. It, it seems like they're trying to sell this as Judge Dread the comic. Yeah. With the magazine just kind of there as a reminder that it's actually part of this ongoing magazine. Yeah. Because heaven forfend you'd actually want to get the IDW Judge Dread comic. Why is it still no good? <laughs> it finished. Oh, that's right. It did end. It did. Yeah. Thank. Well, I won't say thank God because I just stopped reading after like ten issues. I only got about four in. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have those six issues back. Six issues of something else, please. But um, no, I, I do like the the new kind of cover design. Um, I like this cover in general, Greg Staples. Yep. So it's always going to be good, isn't it? When it's um, red pointing a gun at you, you can't really go wrong. Nah. But um, obviously the big draw was um, another Rene. Another Rene. His He's last. He's out now, isn't he? But um, yeah, his last dread. Get, gets drawn by Esquira. 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 Yeah. So at least he got a good send-off in the art department. So um, are you familiar at all with kind of like El Mestisto or the the original character who the, this story is based off. There is an original character. Y- yeah, I guess well, I don't know it. But well, no. Originally, what it was is you're familiar with um, Battle, which was the comic from uh, like the 70s and the 80s. I do know of Charlie's War. I do know of Battle. Yes. Yeah, it, it published a um, kind of like Django Unchained story. Western. Um, yeah, a western called El Mestizo, um, about a Django type character trying to free slaves. Oh, okay. Um, so obviously, what he's done is he's brought a similar character into a story um, about slavery, and just called it El Mestizo, and given it um, a slight redesign. It's like rather than having a, a six shooter, he now has a bloody big blaster gun. Interesting. So there is a bit of a like a history behind it, but um, oh, Carlos drew that as well. Oh, he did. He, he drew the original El Mestizo. Well, that so. explains uh, why he's drawing this. Yep. Nice little callback. Yep. Um, I like it. 
I really like the um the, uh, the where the story's going so far. Uh, my only it, my only issue is it doesn't really feel like a story that needs Judge Dredd in it. But didn't they actually address that though? Like they said, well, why are they sending Dredd? Uh, the answer is is why not? Because because they're all saying, well, obviously um, if they've sent him, this is a measurement of how much um, they they're charging them. Right. And then he just kind of reels off these numbers, which points out how they are very small fish indeed. It is because if they if they sent didn't send dread, there wouldn't be a story. If that's but, true. Uh, also, it's obviously just because um, we're going to have a typical Western standoff at some point. D- Dread won't have none of it, I'm sure. No, <laughs> he's going <laughs> to he's going to pull an Indiana Jones on this shit. <laughs> but no, it looks good. It reads okay. I'm curious what the next part's going to be. Uh, how it's going to shake out. I wonder how many chapters is going to go. I'm going to hazard no more than five. Five seems to be a comfortable one, I think. Yeah. Probably four. But um, an interesting choice I did like was um, the inclusion of an ex-judge or or someone who failed the academy. And she's now got like a civilian job as a security guard. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, it's always... Actually, I always find that... I always like that when you have characters that have history with the judges but didn't really pan out or washed out or something it it kind of i don't know what's the word i'm looking for it it, it kind of humanizes them yeah like these aren't these people they they move on they have lives yeah they they, they were failures but um they're still you know a, a, a failure of a judge is still probably a better worker than like anybody else yeah they just couldn't cut it um which is actually quite amusing because she was probably out of the city when Chaos Day hit. So, lucky for us, she wasn't a judge. Right. She might um, have been one of the Academy uh, people who got wiped out or something. Oh, yeah. But, um, no, I, I do like the the idea of just having a classic Western but having Dread in it. Yeah, but, yeah I could see the appeal of that. Because, you know, one of the one of the staples, stalwarts of, you know, Dread one, is the draw, is that he's like John Wayne. Yeah. Or Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, probably, yeah. Might be probably closer. Um, what else? There's not an awful lot I can add to it, because as you said, it's only the first part. Yeah. It's just like a, it's just a setup. But it's a very good setup. It is. And I look forward, I look forward to the rest of it. Next issue coming out on Wednesday. So, top of the reading pile. Okay, yeah. And I, I think that's getting, yeah, that's going to be a good issue, I think. Especially because what I'm really excited about in this, Megan, why I really wanted to talk about it, is Demon Nick. Oh, yes. I love Paul Grist. Mm. I've been reading his his work for as long as I could. Uh, I got my hands on the first Jack Staff trade, like, I ten- I, I, I need to get on with um, Jack Staff. Oh, Jack, I don't, Jack I don't Staff is a good one. I, I really need to. It keeps getting recommended to me, um, but... Just haven't read any yet. Everything he does. Jack Staff. Um, um, oh, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Why am I blanking? Kane. Kane is really good. It's unfortunate his latest, Mudman, uh, it couldn't sustain itself. Hmm. That's, that's Paul Grist's biggest problem is that um, the sales just aren't there. So yeah. he has to focus on other things. 
And so he's, his his he's, uh, deadline. He's very small press, isn't he? He's, he's very small press. And who published Jack Staff and all that? So. The initial run of Jack Staff was self-published. Then okay. Image got a hold of him to pretty much publish everything that he does. Okay. And so ever since Jack Staff Volume Two, it's, he's pretty much been doing mostly Image. Um, seeing him in 2000 AD is a great treat, though, uh, because. I've always thought that maybe like here in the magazine in the in the independent section because there's always one strip that's independent. Oh yeah, yeah. It would be a good spit for him. Mm. And so I finally got it. And I think this got like previewed like two years ago. So I've been waiting for this Demon Nick series oh, yeah. to start. Of course, we got um, two more series of American Reaper to get out of the way first. Yeah. Come on. Got to got to fill that slot with something. God damn it, Pat Mills. <laughs> but um. I'm kind of glad I missed that latest one because yeah, I'm actually I'm actually jealous you didn't read it because it's the one strip I don't read. I I, I pride myself on reading everything in these anthologies. I even read N- uh, Niasco, False Love from from Jump. Uh, I will not read American Reaper. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. So I will always give something a chance. Um, out of 2000 AD and the Jump, Nisekoi and. Um, American Reaper are the only things I skip outright. So thank God American Reaper's gone. Um, for now. But um, no, um, Demon Nick, I liked it. Um, but at the same time, I was kind of left a little bit confused. Like, So the, the main character, um, Nick, is he a demon? Is he half human? Is he evil? I don't exactly know what his deal is at the moment. He's definitely something. Mm. And um, I like how he gets roped into this. Oh yeah, he was just walking away. He didn't want anything to do with it. It's just, but then he came back anyway. But what I really love is, I, this is why I love Paul Grist. His panel, his page layouts are just, he's not afraid to experiment. And he does yeah, all these really crazy things with like layouts and stuff. Yeah, know exactly what you're on and about. Like, like, what's wrong with for? Like your your eye progression through through a page. Yeah, he's just he's a master of it. There's no borders or anything like that. It's just a seamless flow of images. Um, I, I I've not seen something like this before. Was Jack Staff or any of his previous stuff like they're this? They're all so like this. They're all they're like all this. like this. I really liked that, so that's another incentive to pick them up. But um, no, no, it's um, as I said, I'm not familiar with the guy's work, so I've not got anything to compare to. But um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I particularly liked all the sequences with the um, the gargoyles coming back, uh, coming to life, oh. and um, the um, uh, the priests slowly getting set on fire. But um, I, I liked how it was all just a very natural progression. And he's, he's not afraid to just put um, exposition, well, not exposition, but um, speech bubbles in for speech bubbles' sake because that's what people do. They do just keep talking. There's no kind of time for silence. It, it all felt very kind of natural and fluid. Um no, I, I liked it. I'll see where it goes from here, but um, there's, there's not an awful kind of lot of development on what the world is. Yeah. On, on what the world is like for this series, which I guess is kind of what the problem would be with um, 
a series that um, does have a panel structure like this. What do you, what do you mean? It, where, where it's um, you know normally in a series that like has um, uh, panel work. Yeah. It wouldn't it wouldn't be a seamless transition of eyesight. So there would be a transfer to another place, or so there'd be a, an exchange in scene. Oh right. Okay. I there wasn't really this in Demon Nick. It was just one seamless scene, and I see what you're saying. There was no kind of um, chance for world building, unless of course it, it's built upon through exposition. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's it's, it's not necessarily a um, a criticism per se. Right. Because obviously, if this is how he does it, then that's how he does it. It's quite effective. But I need to see a little bit more before I can say whether I liked it or not. All right. Well, we'll see where you are in a month or two. Yeah. Cause I, because I'm it, just super excited to have it. It's going to stick around for a little bit, isn't it? It's going to be like a six-month or so I, thing. I hope it's a six-parter. Yeah. I It, it definitely deserves to be after all the, um, the advertisement that's been. As you said, it was advertised like at least 12 months ago. And um, probably even later than that, earlier than that even. But um, I just remember you know, the big uh, title splash page was using the promo stuff. So yes, I saw yeah, that forever ago. It was on CBS ages ago. Um, not CBS. Or you wanted the comic book sites, but um, in fact, I can no. tell you exactly when I saw it. It was oh, when I was January 2014. So I guess it's been about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. But um, a year and a half is still a bloody long time to be advertising something. But, um, yeah, uh, I've not got an awful lot more to say about it. You said you're really excited I for just, it. I just, just love it. <laughs> but let's talk about what you're not quite excited about. More oh, Brit so Sid judges. Uh, um, it's not because it's set in Brit Sit. It's the fact that... Um, Whenever there is a new Britsit series, it feels the need to just kind of hammer home the Britishness of it. It's it's it feels like it's more like it's just playing out for fan service. Like, oh, um, remember that time um, Judge Dredd meant to Britsit? Oh, well, we're going to show you all of Britsit, and it's going to be full of um, stereotypes, and um, it's just not. It's, I just find the majority of Britsit stories boring. Yep. I don't find it a fun setting at all. What's that mean? Like, what was that? It was running in the magazine. Armitage. Huh? Armitage. Armitage, yeah. I never yeah. really got into that. I never got into it either, except for the um, the Patrick Goddard illustrated one from a few years back. I really liked that one. But um, other than that, no. The only Britsit story I've actually liked is Strange and Dark. Oh, yeah, okay. I really liked that one. Uh that's obviously ended on a cliffhanger as well, and with no idea when that's coming back. Strange, that's been... Strange and Dark. Did that get a, a floppy recently? No. Why do I know uh, that name then? Why do I know? Um, Burke and Hare. Oh, that's that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was the one about the um the, the corpse collectors in the cursed earth, wasn't uh, yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. No. But um. No, Stranger Dark was the one with like the uh, the the cults and the, the the main character was a detective with like a goat's head. Huh. Yeah, I don't know it. I guess. 
Oh, no. it's possible it was in like a period where you weren't reading it, but it's it's a it's a spin off from Devlin Wharf. So he um have you seen the cover for the new Devlin Wharf cover uh, new Devlin Wharf collection? Uh yes. The one where he's on the beach? Yes. The character to the left hand side of him building a sandcastle, that's the, the main character of Strange and Dark. Okay. So it is a spin off and it is a dread world like it is linked. But um no, Storm Warning. I'm just not interested in it. It's another PSI story. And I right. think PSI I think PSI characters get way too much coverage as it is. Everyone loves Anderson. Well Yeah, he's, that doesn't mean necessarily a lot of the Anderson stories I like. The I mean I love everything in like the first couple of years that Al, um, Alan Grant did. Uh, like you can get in the first PSI volumes. But um, after that, I don't find PSIs that interesting, to be honest. I know that's a, like a controversial thing to say because they're a big part of the Dread universe. Right. But um, it's not it's not one of the more interesting aspects for me. Yeah, the, yeah. PSI or I call them side judges. I guess they're they're officially called PSI judges. Yeah. Um, it's it, uh, tomatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? I just. I, I, I find them to be basically if you want to tell a supernatural story, you got to have a side judge. Yeah. Because the regular judges like Joe Dredd, they they don't deal well with uh, the supernatural. No. They, they don't have no defenses. I guess. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it, it's one of those things that overall makes the you know Dread World interesting because it's not only a sci-fi setting; it's also a supernatural setting. So you can do all these yeah. supernatural stories, but they don't always work. And they all seem to follow similar similar um, setups and progressions. Because ultimately what this looks like is an Anderson story set in Britsit. Yeah, with a new character. With a new character, of which we've already had dozens of side judges. Side, side judges. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just hard to care. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm feeling. I'm feeling a bit kind of fatigued with um, PSI judges, and I'd rather have something new from the world of, um, you know, the, the expanded world of Dread. It's like I'd love to have a, just a, a straight-out Oz judge story. Right. Especially after the disaster that was the last um, Orlock story set in Oz. But um, Oh, yeah, that was the last yeah. Orlock story, wasn't it? You didn't like that very much? No, but, not really. Yeah, I didn't really like the Orlock stuff anyway. No. But um that is something I would like though. I would like an interesting Orlock story. Cuz I know as a character he can carry a story, but um he's just not being utilized right. Um perhaps a Orlock story in Britsit. Yeah, I'd find that interesting. But um no, um, Britsit and PSI, the two things I find the most boring aspects of the Dread World. Hmm. Yeah, to uh, be honest, I, don't, I never really care for Britsit stories myself. No. And, and so it's not even just because you're too close, it's just they've never been that interesting. Hmm. Um, no, it's like, um, it's like, um, say if you wanted to read an Iron Man comic, if the Iron Man comic is Mega City 1, it's like, um, 
oh, why would you want to read an Iron Man comic when you can have a War Machine comic? It's just like, no, no one cares about War Machine. I want Iron Man. I want Mega City 1. I don't want Brexit. Right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. That is sort of it, isn't it? It's sort of That is sort of it, is ultimately, oh, you, a side judge story. Why aren't we just having an Anderson story? Yeah. Because... Anderson is the only PSI judge you should really care about at this point. Right. And it really it all comes down to is, you know, Alan Grant writes Judge Anderson. So if you need a side yeah. judge, you got to make your own. Yeah. And this is this is, this is another uh, Lay Moore script who has been doing quite a few strips uh, in 2080 and the magazine. Um, yeah. She's kind of hit and miss with me right now. She's got some pretty good stuff, but she's got some kind of dire stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the really bad one she did? This is probably a good... Uh, she's writing um, Survival Geeks, right? I thought that was Emma Beebe. Oh, oh, that's the other one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, wrong person. You're right. I'm trying, but, to, uh, I'm trying to think what else she wrote. Unfortunately, I don't have any of them in front of me. No, I can't remember. Off the top oh, of my head. oh, it was it, Black Shuck. Oh, Black Shuck. Was it Black yeah. Shuck? Yeah, it was Black Shuck. It was Black Shuck. Yeah, that wasn't I great. That. No, that wasn't... That was Red Sea's light, basically. Yeah. That was that was Red Seas without the fun. It's Age of the Wolf meets Red Seas. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, I don't even remember anything about it. Damn. He was a Damn. werewolf. He was the werewolf. Which, I had a big complaint about that, how that reveal happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like... It was like it was a big page turner reveal, like cliffhanger reveal, but it was like not used properly. It was, I I can't even remember. It was like no. it just was so unmemorable. It, yeah, that was it. It was just un, it was an unremarkable. And I think that'll be the thing with Storm Morning as well. It'll be here. I'll read it. I'll just kind of roll my eyes a little bit, and then it'll be gone again. Yeah, it's it's not a series i think i'll look forward to returning in future yeah the only thing the only thing i like about the magazine like has been consistently for a while is that except for the independent comics section pretty much all the strips are dread world related which i like i like the fact that they're yeah. trying to expand judge dredge world and i get why they do it but then you get stories like this where you just don't care yeah basically but then you get stories like lawless where you do where you do care I do like Lawless because it's a sort of spin-off of um, Insurrection. Right. It, it's a follow-up. Dan Abnett is... He knows what's up. Yeah, he does. He, know, he knows how to follow up something. Yeah, by, by not trying to make it more of the same. He tries to make it something different. So rather than being a war comics or western. Right. It's unfortunate it came out at the time it did because, as many people pointed out, it's very similar to Copperhead. It is a little bit similar to Copperhead, but I I'd like it more because they're similar. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they it's obvious they're two completely different comics that were created oh, yeah. like completely different at the same time by two completely different people. Yeah. But it is it is funny how we got two Western comics about women sheriffs with yeah. with a, with a mysterious history. Yes. <laughs> Gotta love Copperhead. I need to catch up, but um, no Lawless. Um, I really like the first outing. The art is bloody phenomenal. Oh yeah, 
the uh, who's the artist? Uh, Phil Winslet. Phil Winslet. I'm sorry, it, it's still my my copy's still not loading, so I'm going to have to just rely on you a little bit for this one. Oh, okay, it's fine. Um, I was looking uh, something up real quick about him. I think didn't he do like the most recent Flesh? No, it's it was always um, John McCrea who did oh, Flesh. Okay. No, nobody else did Flesh. Okay. Never mind then. I guess I just got distracted by the by the really crisp black and white artwork. Yeah, he's he's really good like that, isn't he? But um, um, overall, I've enjoyed it. But um, the the first story arc I really enjoyed anyway. Yeah, but, I, I thought um, it kind of ended on kind of a um, a sudden note. It didn't feel like it was a real conclusion or anything. I don't know. Yeah, because it it wasn't a single story arc running through. It was a series of setup story arcs, yeah. wasn't it? That just basically detailed all the different things that were going on in the world at that time. But um, no, this one seems to be like it's going to be a lot more straightforward. Um, lo- um, building on um, Lawson as a character. Yeah. Um, I did like how this 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 particular part ended. I like how he did the old bait and switch where you th- where, where you think this guy is like he's a victim, but it turns out he's a freaking Zero he's color. freaking footsie or something. Yeah, footsie. That, that was um yeah, that was quite a good twist, and um, the fact that they went after the bounty hunter, even though it was like he's not doing anything illegal, he's just doing his job. Oh, what's funny is that it's one of those funny moments where the very first panel explains that to you, the reader. But you assume it's a setup because you yeah. assume it's going to be that kind of story, and yeah. then it completely twists itself on its head. Yeah, yeah, I love Lawless because of that. Because it, it, Dan Abluck, when he does hit it, he hits it out of the park. Um, I said Kingdom doesn't really get me in uh, in like an excitement like it does other people, right? But um, I I really do love Lawless for what it is. But, um, you know, it, Insurrection for me will always be the best thing he's ever done for the magazine. Insurrection was really good. Yeah, it was really damn good. Did you miss the end? Mm-hmm. You missed the end? Sorry. What about it? I was saying, did you miss the end of it? Um, what happened was, I missed it. F- I, I definitely read it all. I definitely, yeah. I think I bought it all late. I think I, I missed it, and then I caught up on it. Because I wasn't reading the magazine when the initial first two chapters ran, so I bought the trade that had the two. Yeah. And then I started reading it the magazine again when the book three started. Yeah. Is what happened. That was a really bad trade debacle. They put that out that, before it was finished. That that confused me as well. I think they expected still, two more chapters. But they only got one. They only got one. But luckily, it was long enough to make its own book anyway. Yeah. So that's fine. I need to get around to buying those, actually. But um, because I missed the first one, so I just kind of picked up on the second one. Yeah, that was a good little arc, uh, in, uh, Insurrection. I thought I thought it had a really good setup. And I've, I'm always a big fan of stories that involve robot rights and uplifts and all that kind of speciesist kind of what makes you human type yeah. of thing. I thought... Book one and two did a really good job, but I thought book three kind of lost it because of how things shook out. 
Yeah. And I kind of was hoping Lawless would have more of that, but it has kind of left it more in the background rather than on the forefront. Mm. But I'm still holding out hope that we'll see more about the uplifts and the robots and the aliens. Yeah. Because obviously it's kind of gone back to the um, the mindset that the, the robots aren't equal to humans and uplifts aren't no, I mean, uh, aren't equal to uplifts and uplifts aren't equal to humans. Right. It almost feels like the so, war, which I think was the whole story, was that ultimately the insurrection fails. Yeah. And so we kind of see the fallout of that, that things have kind of gone back to the Mega City One status quo here out in the frontier, which I think is unfortunate, but that's kind this of... Is, that was another thing I actually found amazing. I always assumed insurrection was set in the future. Of that Mega was City also One. something I thought. But it's actually set at the same time because it was referenced in Titan. Are you telling me the SJS doesn't have huge fleets of starships? <laughs> that, that, see, that's, I'm telling that, you that that's bullshit. Yeah, that, that's sort of why we all kind of assumed it took place in like the far-er future. Because yeah. the, it seemed like Mega City 1 had like more re- space-based resources. Yeah. I actually thought they were going to go as far as to actually blow up Mega City 1 at the end of Book 2. <laughs> that would have been a twist. I would have been. And then John Wagner would have woken up in a hot sweat going, <laughs> bastard Dan Abbott, what's he done? But anyway, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah I love you give that. your kids an inch and they walk all over you. Ooh-wee, but, this episode's going long. I know. Um, I apologize so, for that. You want to wrap it up? No, uh, quickly just talk about um, one or two other things. Okay. Um, uh, what have you been reading recently? Besides, um, obviously, your usual pulls. Yeah, I um, like I said, I put together my own custom trade, so I wound up reading all of Judge Dread 2014. Yeah, which was pretty good. There was a lot of really good stories in 2014. Uh, Mega City Confidential was a really good one. Yeah. Um, Block Judge, uh, not my favorite of John Wagner Esquire uh, bo- uh, yeah. books, if only because stuff like. Um, um, oh, what was my favorite? Brothers of the Blood is like one of my favorites, but it oh, was yeah. a pretty good story, you know. Mm. Overall, I thought it had really, it was a really funny punch out ending. Oh, I loved that. That, that was, was a good ending. Just that that one guy who can't make the perfect bomb all the way through, and then at the end, it's just like, oops. And all of the work, all, all the work, Dread and Beanie did goes down the toilet, and and they just sit there. It's just like. Oh, well, on to the next block. On to the next one. Uh, other than that, I went back and I read Finn Book 1, which I had, I've been sitting on a copy of for a couple of years yeah. now. I, I got it. I, that was back when I was reading print, so I, I bagged and bored yeah. it and didn't, never even looked at it. But with Finn Book 2 coming with this issue, I decided that, hey, I might as well give it a read. It was a Pat Mills comic. God damn it, Pat Mills. Yeah, I know. My main issues with it are... It paints all of its villains as, like, cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they have absolutely no depth, and they're bumbling idiots, and you can't take them yeah. seriously. Yeah. And here's the thing. The world it presents isn't doesn't seem to be any worse than the one we already live in, so... Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, when I first heard about Finn, people were saying, it's like... It, 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 it's, it's a hidden gem amongst Pat Mills' increasingly controversial... Um, it's Pat Mills' superhero. It's Pat, it's Pat Mills' superhero. It's um, Oh, that's a crossover I'd like to see. Finn and Martial Law. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm sure somebody somewhere wants that. <laughs> but you like martial law. I, uh, yeah, I like martial law, or at least I like the first one. Yeah. I like the first six issues. Um, but um, martial law is like one of the few Pat Mills titles I've actually bothered to buy. The other one, of course, being Charlie's War, talked about last time, yes. and the other one, then Sister Warlock. Oh, and ABC Warriors. But um, First three books of Savage. First three books of Savage. I still... That's out of print, so I can't find it anywhere. Oh. But, um... Oh, I'll just have to get a digital copy one day. One day. But uh, skins at the minute. But no, what I'm... I've not been reading an awful lot this month, uh, besides my um, normal weekly and monthly pulls. Um... I got the first two Savage Dragon archives, which um, yeah. I hope to read this month. Sorry, go on. No, no, I've said good. Good, yeah. Um, what I didn't realise at first was when I had a flick through was there's a hell of a lot of cameo appearances. Well, not just cameos, but guest appearances. There's a lot of them. Oh, in Savage Sorry. Dragon. Oh, yeah, in yeah, Savage yeah. Dragon. In early years, there were a lot of guest appearances. Bad Rock and Ninja Turtles and The Max and Spawn and... Hellboy. <sighs> yeah. And a few characters that you'll think are original characters that are actually uh, guest characters, like uh, Wildstar and Vanguard and... No, no, you see, I already knew Vanguard. Oh, you did know Vanguard? Vanguard? Yes, because when I did, like, a bit of reading online i discovered vanguard was like a comic that savage dragon first appeared in before larson said right i want to make my own right well what ha- i believe vanguard number one was a flip book on one side was vanguard and the other side was a savage dragon story okay and that was the first i think savage dragon issue okay i can't remember exact details because that was way before my time but it's something yeah. like that but that, there was a lot of it like that um the artwork's really good. I really like Larson's art. Yeah. Uh, so it's really nice that I could just cotton on to that and, straight and, away. And, and those archives you bought, they're all black and white line art yeah. that is all scanned directly from the original drawings. So, yeah. So you're not getting, like, color scans made gray tone. You're, you're getting yeah. the original artwork. It's almost art. it's almost an art book in a lot of respects. Yeah. And, and this is what kind of surprised me when I was looking at reviews on Amazon. It's like people giving it one star because... Uh, nowhere does it say it's in black and white. It's just like, yeah, it does. In the description. It says on the back of the book as well. But um, I don't know what it is with some people's mentality that black and white naturally makes it inferior. It's inferior. I know. I've been dealing with that my entire life. And, but, um, and the worst part is sales show it's the case. People are more inclined to buy color comics. I know. And, it's just, and they dismiss black and white ones. But... but the thing is, if it had been, you know, scanned from the color pages and there was grayscale, and right. it, then and then I would have reason to be like a little bit annoyed about it. Right. But because it's scanned from his original line art, it it doesn't feel. It feels like it's just an alternative to the color comic. Right. And that's why I, lo- I, I like the archives. I, I bought them specifically because I love the line art so much. Mm. It's just it's just fun to look at. One thing I'd quite like to see is um, obviously the the third one's out and the fourth one's coming out quite soon. Should I think. be. It's a little. It's running late, but it um, should be out soon. That'll take us up to like issue one hundred, so I'll already be halfway course up. Yes, that'll get but, you up uh, to one hundred. What I'd quite like to see is a kind of like um, 
an archives collecting all the spin-off material. I keep telling mm-hmm. him he should do that, but uh, I haven't heard anything on that on that score yet. I, because there's a ton of spin-off stuff. There's Freak Force and Super Patriot and uh, She Dragon. She Dragon, although that wasn't really a series, that was a one-shot. We're trying to, okay. we're actually trying to talk him into putting in that into volume 7 because it's kind of relevant. Okay. But then there's a, well, it's, it's not like he hasn't included like relevant stuff before now because I see the first one features like a Wildcats issue. Yeah, well, that's a funny story because in the early days of Image, they made a decision that they were all going to swap books for an issue. So Eric drew Wildcats and Jim Lee drew Savage Dragon. Oh, God. I know, right? Um, The Wildcats issue that Eric drew actually doubles as his version of Savage Dragon 13. Okay. Because Dragon's involved in the story and it plays into what's going on. So... He calls it Savage Dragon 13, and he, he eventually published a version that had a cover that called it Savage Dragon 13 that okay. was an expanded story. But that, that's why that's the way it is, because it was, it was originally a Wildcats issue that Eric wrote and drew Yeah, as part of a swappy. Because also, um, if they were to include like um, uh, an archives with all like, the spin-off material, they'd also include all the crossovers that weren't part of the main title right so there were there were crossovers that weren't part of the main savage dragon like numbers one through to 204 it was decided well going back to martial law there was two issues with martial law there was a few others with i think he did one with flaming carrot at one point did he yes and there was one with megaton man and then uh, there's a couple of ninja turtles crossovers yeah, and you could all you could just bundle all that in into another volume, and someone would buy it. I'd someone buy it. would buy it. The problem is not the unfortunate truth is not enough people would buy it. That's sort of what holds a lot of this stuff back. It's just the sales aren't there for this sort of material. But yeah. oh, there's a Destroyer Duck crossover too. Oh God, I sometimes forget he even exists. <laughs> Someday we'll have to have a long chat about Steve Gerber and Howard yeah. Duck and Destroyer Duck. Now, you see, I am a Howard the Duck fan, so... Destroyer Duck is... If you like Howard the Duck, you should like Destroyer Duck for a variety of reasons. I see, I've just not read any of it. Yeah, you should read some of it, because it is a Steve Gerber character, and it was his response to Marvel basically hijacking his character. As you do. As they do. Anyway. um, I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah, it does really cover everything. Um, Yeah. This has been a long ass episode. I got like I'm clocking in at two hours and thirty minutes. Good grief! Good grief! It must be like midnight now. Twenty past eleven. Oof. Getting on it. Well, but, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, so yeah, this has been another month, and uh, overall things are looking up on both titles. I think. Mm, definitely. Plus on the magazine. Yeah, plus the magazine. We never get. To, we never did get to the sci-fi summer special. We could talk about that maybe on a, a bonus episode or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, but it's um, not going anywhere. Uh, I think that's all that's left really is uh, website plugging, plugs. Um, what do you what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, obviously, we want to talk about um, just link your website, link my blog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um. Like we like I've mentioned before, I also uh, host a Savage Dragon Fincast called uh, Savage Fincast, which can be found at fincast.guttertrash.net. 
Mm. And, uh, of course, we review Savage Dragon there. So if you're interested in Savage Dragon, come on in. Um, uh, what's uh, what's your what's your uh, blog site? My blog, uh, my blog's a Tumblr blog. So just go to the Tumblr page and search bookcase uh, bookcase building and eternal frustration. It'll be the only thing that'll come up because I'm the only person with a stupid name like that. Bookcase building and eternal frustration. And eternal frustration. Uh, it's mostly just me posting bits at the moment, but I do hope to. Um, uh, add more reviews at some point because as I said I don't have an awful lot of time to do them at the moment right uh, get my uni course finished yeah and then hopefully just push out all those drafts I've been building up over the last couple of months that'll be good to read uh, it should be I mean I've got like masses of reviews for things like Batches and uh, Corto Maltese but um, uh, probably get some done for Savage Dragon as well when I've got caught up but, um, oh, I also did one for um, uh, Cerebus the Aardvark, which was very, very sweary. Okay. I'll God be, damn it, Dave Sim. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a read. I've never, no. I've never even read Cerebus. I, it, for a while, it was on my, I should re- get to read this, and then at a certain point, I realized Dave Sim was crazy, and I just kind of never got around to it. Dave Sim is crazy, but you'll be pleased to know that it will one day be available for free online completely because that's basically what Dave Sim's written in his will. Really? So, yeah, when he dies, it's just going to be up online for free, all 400 issues of it. So um, That'll be a good opportunity. Yeah, now basically that's it. It's it's an interesting comic, to say the least. So yeah, um, and if anyone has anything, any comments, suggestions, questions for us, uh, you can email us at weeklycomicsmonthly at gmail.com. Ooh, we have an email now. We do have an email now. Very modern. We are. Uh, and of course, you can always find us at um, wcm.guttertrash.net, which is where, uh, where we make our home. You can uh, subscribe there, uh, find us on iTunes, uh, leave a comment. On our latest episode, you know, whatever tickles your mm-hmm. fancy. And uh, right. I guess that's it. That pretty much wraps it for me. Yep. Uh, this is Zach Hawkins. And I'm Jim Purcell. Thanks for listening. See you next episode. <laughs>